1: All right, we are on a Tuesday, and a lot of stuff happening today. Some good things happening about gun rights. Uh, we should we should have had a, a law that made. You know, open carry and concealed carry, absolutely legal in the state of Arkansas, although it is already stated in our state constitution and in our federal constitution. Right. It's
2: pretty clear that there is no law against it. We've got, we still kind of have some problems with illiteracy in the state among certain government officials. And so it would be nice to maybe delete several laws and clear it up even more so that you can't even... Look at it crosswise, cross-eyed and come up with some crazy conclusions that you can arrest
1: people. So let me just tell everybody, we are on the Dave Ellswick Show on sure. Facebook. We did it yesterday. The Mevo is actually working. And we are going. We got our fingers crossed, toes crossed. I even have my eyes crossed. If you could see a close-up, you'd be able to see that right now. We talked about this uh, resolution yesterday, house resolution by uh, State Representative Smith. Uh, Brant Smith was on yesterday. He's from uh, around the Jonesboro area. And uh, to get uh, some people in the House, you know, on board, basically, with coming out and, and at least stating using uh, using uh, this, this particular way of uh, stating, here in the state of Arkansas, we believe in constitutional carry. Yesterday, as we talked about it, I kept getting more and more irritated about it. Not a, not at Brandt Smith for doing it. I understand why he's doing it. My problem is, we got 75 Republicans in the House, got a supermajority. In fact, I think it's 76. We've got a heavy majority in the uh, the Senate, and yet we can't get a piece of legislation that just comes out and says point-blank, here's where we're at in the state of Arkansas. Here's what it says in the state constitution. Here's what it says in the federal constitution. And because of that, we believe it to be the truth, and we're making it the law of the state. Robert Steinbach from over at UALR, our lawyer uh, that comes on every uh, uh, Monday... He got even more uptight about this than I did. Mm-hmm. He was all fired and He was up. animated about it. Good and thing so, I
3: wasn't here. And so, <laughs> uh, and, and so, <laughs> we,
1: we would not have got <laughs> words edgewise
3: And, and so I, 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 the whole I show. agree
1: with, with Robert to some
2: extent that, you know, we need some teeth. Generally, we don't make laws saying you can do something. But in this case, I think we need some laws with teeth in a, from a positive perspective where we say that, If an officer arrests someone for this, they get prosecuted. They go to jail. They get arrested. You cannot harass people and take away their rights in this manner without consequences, without criminal consequences. We've got government officials that are intimidating people out of their rights and arresting them or taking their guns, and they're not being prosecuted or arrested or even um, fined or even sometimes don't even lose their jobs.
3: Usually when there's legislation or an issue that doesn't make sense about why are we not bringing clarity to something, if it doesn't make sense, usually if you follow... The path you will find that money is connected somewhere. That's the
1: way it course, always works. Yeah, the state, Follow police the money. Get, the
3: state police get state police a good percentage of their what almost four million dollars a year that they make off of uh, concealed handgun licensing, and so it's a you know it's a it's a careful thing that career politicians have to tiptoe through. But you know when it comes to rights, when we're talking about rights, there, there's there's no there's no room for regulation and restriction, and that's in our state constitution.
2: Right. If, that, if that means they need to, to, to shut down some highways because they can't afford to to to, to to keep them maintained, do it. This is a this is a, this is a constitutional, this is a
1: fundamental right. That it, It's important.
3: Yeah, but how when much, we say right, wait say you, how think,
1: much money does it cost? It doesn't cost them anything. Okay, so what's this whole thing about money? I there is no
2: money involved in this. That's the thing is that it, it, it became a money issue because... Why, they, because
1: they, they, the state police decided that they were going to hijack the funds mm-hmm. from concealed carry licensing? Apparently, yes. You know well, they're going to lose part of that money anyway. That,
3: well, yeah, because... the, because the governor
1: signed the law about right, reducing?
3: Reducing the fees. It's supposed to be cutting the fees in half, but you're still going to be paying close to 100 bucks for a license in Arkansas, which is still high end, but hey, at least that's a step in the right direction. But but all I've wanted all along is for, for our government to just be honest with the people and let them know, because, you know, did you hear President Trump's speech last night? Did you hear, President? I did not. Okay. President Trump said something. It made me think of the battle we have going on here. He said about the border wall. You know, those of us who are wealthy, we have, we can build walls around our homes. We can hire security to protect us. But what about all the people who can't? Just because you're poor doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a right to be able to live safe, that you shouldn't have the safety. And so the same applies with the gun rights issue. Just because you're poor and can't afford to pay state police 100 bucks or 140 bucks for a license and $100 for a class uh, that they require and then uh, $500 for a gun doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a right to defend yourself. Poor people's lives are just as valuable as rich people's lives. But here's lives. the key. It's about life. Who
1: are you supposed to be protecting yourself from? Criminals? I don't think they have much of a problem with that. But from the government? <laughs> they have a big problem with that. Which is
3: what our founders originally intended. You know, yeah. the whole second amendment thing was about keeping tyranny at bay. That's but you know right. what? Even setting aside the whole second amendment in the US Constitution the Arkansas state constitution is something you just don't hear people talking about but article 2 section 5 says that, that the people of the state have a right to keep and bear arms for their common self-defense and then section 29 which is my favorite part that nobody mentions is any effort to regulate or restrict is inviolate. That means you can't require, it, you can't regulate or restrict it, a right. It's, it's void is what it says. And, right. so, so, and yet we were asking our government officials this week, you would think that we were asking them to amputate an arm. I mean this is been an ongoing fight has it not
1: okay no, sure. you've got a special guest with yes us.
3: robert golf and you are representing patriots of 746 group yes it's something i want to let people know because i want to clarify this a lot of times when they see me out there on social media fighting for gun rights you know they say well thank you jan thank you for what you did but i want people to know that i did not do I'm not responsible for the success that happened today with this resolution. It was the hard work of citizens of Patriots of Act 746 group and Arkansas Liberty Coalition. People have no idea the countless hours Gary Epperson, Tim Loggins uh, and and Chuck Clifton and Robert Goff, these people spent talking to legislators behind, you know, on the phone and and running into them and calling them. And
1: And yes, behind closed doors. Behind
3: closed doors, whatever it takes. (laughs) People have no idea the blood and sweat in the hours and Robert I just want you to kind of talk about that because tell me if I'm wrong but I have noticed a growing citizens movement in that organization, in those two organizations
4: Yes, as we've grown if you look on Facebook I think we have 16 to 17,000 17, members 17,000 members 17, is it for 17, Arkansas, yes. <clears throat> I think all of us take the opportunity every day to converse with people as we meet them on our jobs mm-hmm. try to tell them about article 2 section 5 right uh, 573-120, Arkansas annotated code that describes what carrying a weapon is. And our goal is to educate people and teach other people to educate. And I want to point out, as y'all was talking about licensing a while ago, when did it become acceptable as a as a people, as a free people, that that it's okay to pay for a license? And what else are we willing to pay, pay for, for a right. license for, for freedom of speech, for freedom of worship? Uh, right. Are we going to pay to vote? I think there was a time we did have to pay to vote. But, yes, we're an educational group, and I encourage everybody to look into Arkansas Liberty Coalition uh, on Facebook, look into joining that. There's going to be some benefits for that. and. Arkansas Liberty Coalition, will stand up for your rights.
3: That's right. Not just gun rights. The Not, Liberty Coalition right. is about all your constitutional rights. Patriots of Act 746 is your gun rights. It's Second Amendment. But, yes. you know, I, and I want to say this. This is of national interest. What we're seeing happening, Dave... On the national level, rather than these uh, radical anti-gun organizations hitting the feds, they have really taken these battles to the individual states. And what we're seeing is, it's not the NRA, it's not Gun Owners of America, it's not National Association for Gun Rights, it is the state homegrown grassroots organizations that are really having more impact on fighting for gun rights for people. I've noticed in Arizona, the Citizens Defense League, in Alabama, it's Bama Carey, in Oklahoma, there's a Second Amendment organization, and in Arkansas, it's Patriots of Act 746. And I'm hearing legislators say, you know, they've got 17,000 members. I'm not hearing them say, I'm scared the NRA is going to grade me bad. And where was the NRA? I didn't see anybody from the NRA here during this battle. Have you?
4: No. And I want to point out, I haven't been a member of 746, but maybe a little over a year now. I've learned a lot from these guys. They talk to... Law enforcement, their local, their police chiefs, their county sheriffs, state police, and I've learned from them myself. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to talk to them about it. Sometimes you can educate them, Mm -hmm. and you can be nice about it, have a civil discussion, and we all learn more and learn to exercise our rights. If we don't exercise them, we're going to lose them.
3: Yeah, if you don't fight for them,
4: you you will lose them.
3: Today. That House Judiciary Committee room was packed. It was a packed house, and I would say it was packed three to one, Patriots versus Moms Demand Action. I mean, Moms Demand Action was here anyway because this was their advocacy day, but I was so proud at the number, the mass number of citizens, Arkansas citizens, who showed up to stand up for this resolution, and also that... I, as an activist, didn't have to speak. Gary Epperson, as an activist, didn't have to speak. It was the folks of Arkansas who stood up and testified. And I think that that's a great thing, and I'd like to see a lot more of that.
1: It's great to see passion.
3: It is. It is. All
1: right. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll continue our discussion. We're on the third floor, House side of the state capitol. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things today. Uh, Bart Hester evidently dropped a new piece of legislation today dealing with... uh, uh, what was it? Civil asset, Civil forfeiture. asset uh, forfeiture. We want to get that on. We're going to talk about uh, some form of first aid care for kids in school. That uh, I want to talk about. Uh, Representative Julie Mayberry is supposed to be coming by with that. Representative Cindy Crawford. I got all excited when you said Cindy Crawford was coming on. So um, she gets that a lot. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So what's what's going on with her? So she's she testified in favor of Jason Rapers. Um, pro-life
2: bill this morning, telling about an organization that she runs that not only encourages women not to kill their children through abortion, but it also supports them after they
1: go ahead and have the child. So it's sort of like adopting the mother. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Actually. Sounds like it'd be something we'll want to talk about. yes yeah. the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay with us. A lot to talk about. If you want to watch the show, it's facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. More in a moment. All right. Back with you here on third floor, House side, State Capitol. Big win today. House resolution uh, goes through and uh, towards basically saying that you have the right to
3: carry a firearm. Concealed or open without a license. Yeah, right to carry a. Right. I didn't. I didn't. And, and I didn't you know what? say and what you was. Dude, can I just brag real quick because I, I want to? I'm very quick to 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 jump on Republican legislators who I don't think are doing good. Today we had a bunch of Republican legislators who did great for us. Today. Okay,
1: before you go any further. Okay. Yep. okay, this was the vote in the House. Is that correct? Yes. yes. How many House Republicans judiciary. voted for?
3: As far as I can tell, all of them because it was a it okay. was a roll call vote. So
1: wait, oh.
3: it was House Judiciary. Old Okay, was not a roll call, it didn't
1: go commission. up on the board then. No.
4: Okay. No. It's the
3: committee. So, and it's, it actually sounded like, from from people in the room, said it sounded like there were only a couple of dissenting votes, which means we may have actually gotten some votes from Democrats.
4: Yeah, I, I don't think there were more than three dissent.
3: Yeah. So, two to three. And, and there are one, two, three, four, five Democrats. So, I just want to, can I just specifically call out a few Republicans because I, I specifically asked them to vote in support of this? Uh, I appreciate Rebecca Petty, Vice Chair of the committee. Uh, Sarah Cap, Cindy Crawford, Charlotte Fight, uh, uh, Laurie Rushing. I mean, Laurie Rushing. She had a doctor's appointment, and I, I, I just specifically said on the media. I Hurry was like, up, and I, get I back. Was like Laurie, please don't. Please, you can skip it today. And she, <laughs> yeah. she stood up. and She was there to be a voice for the people of her district, and I appreciate Good for that. her. I, I appreciate our Republicans uh, standing strong today. And Brant Smith, of course, Representative Brant Smith, for, for really jumping in there and bringing this to the table because uh, he he's had a, it. Was not an easy road to get this. That's to what that I point. heard. Yeah. Unbelievable, but so. Um, anyway, but you know, Robert Goff is with us with Patriots of Act 746. And Robert, thank you so much for being with us. And you know, the feeling, the ecstatic feeling, everybody coming out of there—it was just a, an amazing moment uh, for for this for that organization, Patriots of 746. So, tell us a little bit. Now, you guys have got um, Chris Ann Hall coming in, who's a constitutional lawyer. Do you know when is she? Do you have any idea on dates? I hate to pinpoint is
4: you, that. Is that the Again, week the uh, 23rd Yeah, the week of the Well, that she's 20th. coming to
3: my place on the 23rd, yeah. but she's going to be touring the state. I'll Jonesboro post it on my Facebook page. Yeah, she's right. going to be going all over the state.
4: Northwest.
3: Not, not just on gun rights, but on the Constitution in general and just educating yeah. people. And it's free. She'll be talking about now, different,
1: different topics. She could, is she going yeah. to be teaching the 13-page Constitution or the 10,000-page Constitution? The 13-page Constitution. You do know that there are, there are two, constitution there are two, kind of two yes. constitutions that are printed out.
2: Yeah, how could
3: we not know that? Because you bring it up every time it, it, that it's I'm here. It's
1: important. There's
2: the
3: constitution. there's You're the Constitution
2: right. for illiterate folks, and then, then there's the one for those
4: there's of us who can that read. the one
3: they keep adding to and taking away from. Yeah, so anyway. Folks, but,
4: you can look, uh, look on Facebook's Arkansas Liberty Coalition mm-hmm. page, and I think you might see it on Patriots 746 and get the dates. You do want to t- attend this. It would right. be very educational.
1: Awesome. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people don't know squat about the hey. government that we have in place.
4: Most of us are patriots. Some people just haven't figured it out yet.
1: <laughs>
3: well, have you talked to any of the Moms Demand Action ladies here? Because they're in force today. They're they're here. Wonder if you've spoken no, to them. No, I have not.
1: I have not. They're okay. supposed to stop by How'd and they say do? hello today. Yeah.
3: Well, well, I I, I, sp- I spoke
1: with several of them. Really? So, so you know,
2: I have When my, I
3: walked through and there was a big conglomeration of them, I heard them say, Is it Jan Morgan."
2: <laughs> you heard the whisper. <laughs> I said, "Hi, ladies." Well, I don't know if they really knew who I was, but anyway, I have my I voted sticker on. So yes. Several, a couple of different people asked me, so I, I had an opportunity to, to talk with them about why I voted, and so I, I didn't talk to them about gun, gun issues, I talked to them about special election issues.
1: Which we talked to them about yesterday when we had uh, State Representative Gonzalez right, on. Right, right, and, and so, which was kind of funny, because we
2: had Gonzalez on yesterday talking about these special elections, or as we maybe should call them, secret elections, and then, lo and behold, this morning, I got a, a text from a buddy of mine telling me, about a special election that I'm having in my own backyard, I didn't know about it, and um, and so I went and voted this morning on the thing, and, and I was angry. You voted I, I, no, right? Uh, oh yes, I voted against it. And <laughs> by the, t- I, w- I was angry driving there. I was still angry when I got there, I was, I, st- I told him I was angry when I got there.
3: Yeah, because and special um, elections often what they do is they they are low key, and only the people who are passionate about that particular issue know it, and they don't go have the,
2: and they don't have the normal polling bo- places open either. And so, normally, there's a, there's a pole in place that's uh, pretty close to my house, but this one, I had to drive all the way into Greenbrier, which is the opposite direction from where I would, would be going to come down here. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was about 7.20 this morning, I got a text from a friend, and when I was planning to leave at about 7.30 and come down here, so I had to drive to, Little Rock, drive to Greenbrier instead, which is about, oh, probably 10, 15 minutes extra out of the way, so it made me get down here later than what I wanted to, to do. And
1: here's... Julie, can you come back in about 10 minutes? Yeah, Julie Mayberry. Yeah. Can you come back in about 10 minutes? Okay, we'll talk Very to good. you then. So we got okay. Julie, Mayberry Julie Mayberry coming up here. Representative Julie Mayberry is going to join us here in a few minutes to talk about that. Here's a good question for the the Patriots, and, that, and that's this. You talk to all of these different people about a House resolution that, in essence just states truly what's supposed to be going down and supposed to be the law. But did you talk to them about somebody filing a piece of legislation to make it rock solid here in the state? Did did you get into those discussions?
4: I personally haven't. Uh, I'm not going to say if others did or didn't because I really don't know. I'm more concerned the fact that there seems to be quite a few enforcement agencies in the state, law enforcement, sheriffs and local state police, state police and local city police that don't enforce the law we already have. It's pretty clear to me. I mean, I would be fine with, it, with the law. It just plainly said we are a constitutional carry state. We're, we're having trouble people and won't const- acknowledge and the law the key, we have now.
1: Constitutional carry means well, and give them the specific definition to be able to vote for Yes, or and a guess. And or I'd a like guess. to read
4: this one more time. Go ahead. I, I can't quote it the way Jan did, but Article 2, Section 5 of Arkansas Constitution is, is beautiful. Everybody should read it and know it. The citizens of this state shall have the right to keep and bear arms for their common defense. It's so simple. Yeah. You
1: know, what's so difficult uh, about
4: that? So, do we need a lo- another law to say that? Is that? Is that what
1: it's you're probably going to have to. Seems like they're I'd like they're to forcing our hand have. on it, aren't they? Well, I'd love that too. <laughs> you know, but uh, has not happened, or we're not. We haven't gone uh, to the Supreme Court of the state of of Arkansas and, and demanded that they either say it says what it says or it doesn't say what it says. I'm not yeah. saying they won't say that it doesn't say what it says, and then right. we can impeach them if they don't. You no, know, I, I think mean, that's a, well. At that point, you run it against them when they run for reelection, that, and I think a help. lot of people would get rid of them. That 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 might
2: help. But I would like to see them impeached. That 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 needs to bring we need to bring judges back to earth. They have they, they, got themselves propped up like they're little gods. Mm. The little little G. Yeah, with little G. Well, they they, they, they may actually put put themselves with a big G, but.
4: Yeah, I just want to point out to folks: you need to exercise your rights. You know, if if everybody suddenly—I know everybody don't go to church, but in Arkansas, most people do. If ninety percent of them stop going to church, you might lose that right too. Yeah, right. You, you might lose your right for free speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't say I don't push anybody to carry a gun, but a lot of people have—they've been indoctrinated to think that if I do, people's going to look at me funny. Right. Uh, they're going to question, what am I up to? Well, the reason they might is because it's weird, you so. haven't been carrying one, and you've been able to for a long time. Why don't you exercise you know, your right?
2: I, I, I carry openly quite a lot. 30 in seconds. In, in,
4: hey, and
3: he's a good shot, I know. Because <laughs> I, I, I trained him, but he was already trained. So
2: I, I often carry quite a lot. and So I'm a, I'm a landlord. I'm in and out of Lowe's and Home Depot quite a bit. So people at, at Lowe's, they know I carry, and they, they, they act like it's kind of cool. It's mm-hmm.
1: so It's fun. We're done with this hour, or this half hour. When we come back, I saw State Rep. Julie Mayberry. I also see that Jason, Senator Rayburn is here. Is here yes. So we'll move other people in to talk about other issues. We'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, but right now, here's the news. All right, back with you, third floor on the House side. And uh, we're going to bring somebody over on from the, from the other side, on the Senate side. <laughs> do they do they throw fruit or anything at you? That's, you that's the good yeah, that's the good side <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Just yeah. Congratulations to Senator Jason Raper. Uh, his bill passed uh, through the House committee today.
5: Yes. But means it goes to the floor probably tomorrow or Thursday. You know, I, I'm not sure on the house rules. You know, they've got a little different rules. If it was the Senate, it would be on the floor tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Definitely by Thursday. I think they may have a little 24-hour deal there. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think you may yeah, because right that's that. right. Because that's why the freedom of speech bill is waiting until Thursday. Okay. That's right. They got a little delay, but um, but I just want to say very proud of Representative Mary Bentley. Mary did an excellent job. I think she's going to be in here talking with yeah, you. Yeah, a she's bit stopping later.
2: by. She said she's, I just got a text yeah. from her. So she's I'm on her way. Let
5: her speak for herself. shes mm-hmm. She had some very personal testimony as well that was very compelling, and uh, I think that will be of interest to all of your Yeah, listeners. here she Speaking is. Speaking of her, I think she's coming. Yeah. Um, and uh, But we did pass it through there, and, of course, SB 149 is the abortion trigger bill, and the bottom line for that is that at any particular point that Roe v. Wade overturn, is overturned by the Supreme Court or there's a constitutional amendment, uh, then the state of Arkansas would abolish abortion except to save the life of a mother at that time.
1: All right, so Mary Bentley has joined us. And there she is. I was just hearing paving a, the way for a it. moment ago from the senator that a lot of personal testimony given today.
6: There was a bunch. It was There
1: was weird. a bunch and 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 that's yeah. that's I think that's the kind of stuff that carries the wallop that you need. See, that's what the Democrats have beat us at so many years.
6: Exactly, right. And
1: man. and that is they've taken the narrative and they put stories to it. Right. Now, today, you beat them at their own game. Good job.
6: Well, we just have, you know, Jason and I, was kind of neat for us to be able to work on this together. We've worked mm-hmm. together for a while and helped to get Jason here. And to have Melinda, who is one of our constituents that we've known for quite a while. Melinda Chisholm is, runs the Pregnancy Resource Center in and Her personal testimony is just so powerful. So to have her there today and for her to be uh, at the... At the Senate and at the House, and just for us all to work together it was it was an awesome thing. And you know, I just wanted to say how wonderful abo- adoption is. We hear about abortion all the time, but we just why is it socially acceptable for someone to get rid of their child instead of giving up for adoption? And how wonderful adoption is. And in my own life, with my brother and the things how how much it's meant to me. Uh, without it, I don't think I'd be here, and, and that's the honest truth. Okay, so it was great.
1: So, so this new law, which is going to be signed and by the, by the governor, we know that's going to happen, and hopefully. We're going to get uh, Roe v. Wade finally get taken care of by the Supreme Court. I guess my question is, is that uh, why has it taken so long? You know, I was talking to the guys for the Convention of States. And in 1973, Mm -hmm. we came close as we've ever come to having a Convention of States. And it started in Indiana, and it was over Roe v. Wade. Right. It was over, yeah. this whole thing. And you know who I'm talking about when I say Francis Schaeffer. Mm-hmm. One of the, one, the man made more my thinking than any other Christian That's philosopher right. around. Yeah. We're seeing the things that he talked about in 1973 in his book, Whatever Happened to the Human Race, become a reality yes. now in the United sure. States when they're going to mm-hmm. let babies die after they've right. been born.
5: Right. Yes. It's... it's um You can hardly find a proper adjective to fully describe how horrible it is. Uh, I mean, we're sitting here with 61 million innocent babies that have been killed in the country since 1973. Uh, I thought today, I'll have to say, Planned Parenthood was there personally today to oppose the bill. And I left there, and I turned to the person by me. I said, you know, if I'd been in the room with any other organization that actually taken the lives of 8 million babies themselves... You'd be in a war crimes tribunal instead of a committee hearing talking That's about truth. saving babies. Yeah, and so it was very, it, is, it was just very uh, offensive to me for them to sit there. And actually, she used the term. She said that, in speaking of an abortion, that the lady gave the baby back to God. Oh my lord! It's, it's. Um, we're to point. You know, it says that in the Bible that uh, in the last days even the very elect could be deceived. And we're at a point in time where people literally are calling evil good and And good good evil. evil, uh, And it's living out. And I thank God that we're in a state like Arkansas Mm -hmm. where we have people that finally stood up and said, you know what, 138 years of Democrat control, which has been a number one supporter of the culture of death in our nation. You know, in 1860, it was the Democrats who said that black-skinned people were not full people. Mm -hmm. And it's the Democrats today in 2019 that say that are not full people. It's time for the American people to actually reflect upon the fact that if we don't deal with this culture of death and turn things around in a 100 years, whatever is written about the United States, they're going to look at us and say, why did they kill their own at the rates that they have? There's only seven countries in the world that I believe that has the same level of abortion available as the United States. We're an aberration. Most of the nations of the world honor life, even non-Christian nations that are out there. We know how to honor life. Why is it that the Democrat Party in the United States of America has chosen to be basically the culture of death? I don't understand it. It's well, that's their, that's their holy sacrament. You that's know right. that. Well, well to
6: look there. I I, do. Yeah, I could. When I, we were in committee today, I said, you know, it was the people of Arkansas that put enough Republicans in that committee today that I looked at the vice chair, who's a Democrat, and she looked at her colleagues and said, this threw up their hands. There was nothing. There was no way they could not, There's no way they could stop it today because of the members of the House that we had there. They were all Republicans that were behind yeah. us 100% in what we're doing, and they knew they had no choice. So It was the people of Arkansas that won today. They're the ones that put the good folks in that committee today that were going to vote for this bill. And I am so proud of Sen- Senator Raper for leading on this, for us to get it through. It's, it's a it's a great day and, I, and i'm proud of it. it is but as i was as i sat there today with a planned parenthood woman that was african-american for her to saying how horrible it was that we were going to be stopping african-american folks from aborting their children and all i could think about was that letter that margaret sanger put out in 1938 and i hope folks will pull it up and read that letter where she wanted to get rid of the negro folks that's what she her words margaret sanger's words not my words those are her words that's what she wanted to get rid of that race and that's why planned parenthood was started and people Very need sad. to understand and it was so sad to see that all come around and, you know Racism has never been taught in my home. It's not been tolerated in my home by my parents or by me, and we love folks, all folks. And for to hear that today, it, just, it was sickening to my heart. It did really you, was. Did you
1: know that there, for the last two years in New York City, there have been more aborted black babies than live births? Of black, of black wow. That's incredible, yeah.
6: and that's what they were saying today. That there was more in Hispanics and than a, blacks, and a, so we were depriving them of their yeah. of their right to do that. And I was just, it was just so in our face today to see that. For Dave,
5: sure. one so. of the things that bothers me too, and and I got to address it on the Senate floor, and you know how debates are. You never know what what's going to come up to bring it. But I closed my remarks the other day. This is amazing to me. The 1973 decision. ...upon which all of this death has been based upon and all these lives have been lost, it actually was based upon a lie. Yep. I met Norma McCorvey once before she died. She's the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade. Norma McCorvey wrote in her book that she went and begged at the Supreme Court. They would not take up her case. She went and begged to write the record because... They based her her uh, case on the fact that said she was gang raped, mm-hmm. and she said the only reason we did that is because we knew that would play up on the emotions of people, and that's what Sarah Weddington told her to do. Sure. And she said not only was I not gang raped, but I never even had an abortion. And so I just want people to understand, you have one of the most contentious, uh, we say it's a crime against humanity, it's a grave injustice. You have that decision standing there, and we know that it actually was a lie, and they're letting this stand. What other court decision in America, if you knew somebody lied... They wouldn't let you go back and correct the record. This is one of the things that I think is wrong and why that I am proud of constitutional conservatives. You base your decisions as it relates to law on the Constitution of the United States. You don't let decisions that affect the entire country stand on a lie that has been admitted to by the very person whose name it was based upon. And so I just tell you, I'm proud of Mary Bentley tomorrow or Thursday Thursday, when it goes to the floor. Uh, Pray for her. That'll be a day when I think you'll see some of the new Democrats decide to get up and uh, carry on after Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar and all of these that are are putting forward this culture of death in the country. So pray for Mary. Uh, She's well-equipped. She's uh, well-prepared. And I think she'll do a great job to pass this on the House floor. You
3: You know, you asked, uh, why is it taking so long? And I tell you... I am so proud of our Republicans for taking a stand, but I know why it takes so long. Look at the backlash that you have personally had to go through because you put this bill out there, and look at what you're going to have to go through because you're testifying for it. And how do you, that, that's why a lot of people in politics don't, because it's that emotional issue that just drives people to act ridiculous. And some of the attacks on you have just been horrible. Uh, how yep. did, you know, what was it with you that finally made you say, I've got to do this? And then how have you dealt with the backlash?
5: Well, I have uh, I've decided that Psalm fifty six eleven is is my my daily verse. I put my trust in God. What can any man do to me? And I just stand. You know, it's that the word says when you've done all, you stand. And so I appreciate you saying that. And I want to say too, uh, Jan Morgan walked up to me here and uh, rough primary race last year. And I want to thank you for coming up and saying the race is over. Uh, that's a good we're thing. On the, we're on the <laughs> on same side. We're on the same side. And issues. Jan, I do want to give you credit for that. Thank you. Um, I always defend my friends, and things get hot out there in races, and sometimes things are said. So I thank you for doing that because we need to work together. Right. There's a lot more things that people agree yes. on than we disagree. And I just want to give you credit for that and yes. thank you. And last of all, how do I deal with it? I may need to come down there and take a training class before it's <laughs> over with, you. But, uh, but I, I will just tell you that what what happens, the less It counts on you cowering to what they say, and they have literally poured out a lot of wrath upon me lately, and uh, you know, it's a badge of honor. people say is it hard is it hard to endure that you know what it's never hard for me to do the right thing it's hard when I see people that know to do right and won't do it and I'm sitting here saying it's time people stand up and do the right thing I know we're getting close to the end of this segment I do want to say something it's kind of this is nothing on the order of what some of our ladies have shared but something been on my mind and that I talked with Melinda Chisholm about after we left today Um, we do want to care for children And we do want to care for these mothers that decide to keep their babies. And you've heard me tell about little Duncan. Uh, Our ministry, uh, actually Mary knows that our ministry actually owns some property. Uh, And I told Melinda, I asked her about where they send ladies that come to the Pregnancy Resource Center, where do they send them? And she said we're very limited on work, on having a place where we can actually let somebody go, uh, where they can have a home while they're going through that pregnancy and get them on their feet. All right. so Cindy Crawford mentioned that. And, and she testimony. does that. And yes. Cindy so does, does that. Cindy runs a home. Uh-huh. And so I told Melinda I'd love to talk with Cindy and let's try to work on getting a home in Central Arkansas that's for great. these ladies because we've got homes for drug rehab. Mm-hmm. We've got homes for abused ladies. But apparently we don't necessarily have that resource right here in Central Arkansas. So if there's anybody listening that say they would be interested in helping with a project where we could have a home, where we could allow these young ladies to have a place that's safe and it's a nice place for them so they could go through that pregnancy get on their feet have them reach out to me uh, because uh, that's on my heart um, and because we need to be the hands and feet of jesus and if we don't do that personally who will and so thank you for covering these kind of topics Duh, I can do no other. <laughs> Where does
3: this put? I mean, us? I'm because serious. Before your bill, we were second in the nation as one of the most abortion restrictive states. I'm wondering, does this put us up there tied with first or
5: you'll have to you'll have to have those people do their assessment, right? They'll go through and they'll do their mm-hmm. assessment, but I can tell you that this is very strong legislation. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is it's not done. There's some other legislation that's coming out there. A lot of people said, Well, why don't you just go ahead and abolish abortion now? Well, you know what? We tried to do that in twenty 2013 it got struck down and so we're working on the front end the back end and the middle and here's what's coming there's a bill that has been filed called the cherish act representative robin lundstrom has filed that bill it's an 18-week bill they struck down the 12-week bill they allowed the 20-week to be there but the 18-week is a direct challenge to the standard in place And that also, that bill, I believe, will be run in another state out west, which is a different circuit. And so I think you're going to see a bill about to come through here that's going to be a direct challenge to the existing law, which will allow us to say, knock, knock, Supreme Court. We need you to stand up. We want you to stand for life and overturn, just like you did with Brown versus Board of Education. 58 years of separate but equal, which was wrong. Democrats backed it. It was wrong. The Supreme Court overturned that, righted that grave injustice. They should do the same thing when it relates to the lives of innocent little children. I'm telling you, history will look back, and the country will be ashamed of the blood that is crying out from the graves of these little kids, little girls, and little boys. If you've ever watched Dr. Nathanson with a silent scream, you can pull it up. And see that tube that's underneath that baby poking around at that baby, and you see that baby's mouth open up in that ultrasound, that silent scream crying out. Why? Why I can't. I'm looking for words. Why do we continue to allow this to go on in, a in the nation? nation? That's sure. right.
6: Yeah, and yeah, to listen today to those physicians that were saying we're not going to have doctors coming to Arkansas if we pass this. I'm like, please read please read, read the Hippocratic oath. Yeah. Where it says do no harm. Yeah. There's harm done to those infants and I'm sorry for them to say, you know, it just it, it really hurt my heart because we have some great pro life physicians out there, but I'm sorry, I don't think it's we, gonna we keep don't any want, doctor away from our doctors state. here. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's 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 interesting to me because in, in, when I'm listening to all this, if they were talking about killing a litter Puppy. of new puppies. Exactly. you go to jail. They, they really would have sure. a riot on yeah. their front yard and sure. say, throw that person in jail. But the same ones that will say, protect the puppies and the kittens. And, hey, yeah. I love dogs. I got rescue animals. But they're going to be the ones that say that you should be able to kill your baby. Yeah. And this is what's wrong. You know, they, they try to, especially the males that are involved in this. It mm-hmm. takes a male and a female to make a new child, to make a baby. And you know what? When it comes to protecting life, that is not a gender-specific thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody should stand up to protect life. Absolutely. And here's what I said on the Senate floor. Why is it that we haven't taught our young ladies, anyone, young women, or even middle-aged women that have a pregnancy that they weren't prepared for, why have we given them the idea that they can't come and seek help and assistance to support the life rather than say you're forced into making a decision which might mean that you deal with mental anguish for many years it was absolutely false today yeah. in there yes. she said that most people don't have any mental anguish yeah, over trying, this yeah. there are four thousand like- testimonies that we have available mm-hmm. that we didn't print but we have them that we could we could bring out that are ladies that said they absolutely have been harmed uh, because of the abortion and the the ramifications of that and uh The federal judge here in Little Rock, Arkansas, absolutely denied uh, the center from Wynn, Arkansas, Millie Lace, Concepts Mm -hmm. of Truth. They wanted to enter those testimonies in the record. They wouldn't allow them to do that because the Democrats, the leftists in the country, does not want to face the truth. Of course they
1: don't. If they wanted to face the
6: truth,
5: they just go to YouTube and watch an abortion
1: and watch those little arms and legs being pulled out. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's exactly yeah. right.
6: There's no denying what it is. No, absolutely, there no. is not. So,
1: yeah. you can no. you can get in your mind and 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 say it's not what it is, but it is what it is.
6: You know, when we listened to that physician today, she was talking about you now how hard it is for women that have a baby dying, and neuter, and how why should we should be able to abort it. Well. I was at Children's for 10 years, and there was times that infants did pass away. Yes, And yeah. his parents were able to go through, you know, it's a tragic thing, but they can...
1: I've done that with say, my daughter.
6: Sure. They can say, you know, we did everything that we absolutely could for this child, and so much better to grieve than to say that you ended the life. And there's so many miracles that happen at Children's. If you've been there for a while, you know there's miracles happen there all the time. We never give up. Never give up on that child. So I just, you know, it just, it hurt me to say that, you know... It's a process. We never know what's going to happen in life, do we? We never know what's going to happen nope. in any of our kids. We have no guarantee of anything. So, you know, we to say that we're going to get rid of this child because it may cause some harm to the parents that have to go through that, that's just a false narrative. There's so many false narratives there today that just, you know, we just, we're screaming of what they came out with. So. I want to
5: speak up and, and applaud the, the House committee specifically today. Um, they did not even wince. No, not for sure They didn't wince, but they also didn't wince on the fact that this is a very strong pro-life bill and the mm-hmm. standard which is just to save the life of the mother in the event of a medical emergency. That's that's an important distinction yes. that is there. Now the bill, so that I can help out a little mm-hmm. bit tomorrow and th- or Thursday when they hear this, the bill states that you know an abortion is not defined as anything that might occur between uh, the you know conception and the time when a, me- a, a Pregnancy could be medically detected. That's an area there because somebody asked about emergency contraception. It's dealing with rape right, or yeah. incest. Let me tell you something. I hope, I, I would. I don't want anybody that I know to go through that. I don't want anybody to have to endure that, but we know what happens out there. It does have that small window there right. for emergency contraception that if they decide to. Now, some people, some faith, they believe contraception also is wrong. Yep. But you shouldn't do that. But I wanted to make sure that sure. point yeah. is there because we're not uh, ignoring the reality right. of a situation which some is out of somebody's control. So emergency contraception is available there. But I'll tell you the national right to life standard is only an exception is to save the life of the mother. And we're passing a bill with that standard. And I want to thank yeah. Rose Mims as yeah. well sure. for stepping up and supporting Jerry Cox and Family Council has done as well.
1: All right. Got to take a break, y'all. Thank
5: I appreciate
6: y'all so you coming much. by,
1: Mary. Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you. Good to see y'all. Jason, thank you. Thank Senator, you so appreciate much. you as well. Thanks All right. right. Let's get a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we got more guests Great. coming our way here from the State Capitol. Live yes, coverage, 92nd uh, General Assembly, it. only here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We have uh, run out of time here at the State Capitol. At the end of this hour, we'll pick up for another hour after the news at the top of the hour. Our thanks to Senator Raper, to uh, Mary Bentley, state representative, and all the other people who stopped by and visited with us. Uh, We had the folks from Patriot 746 by today as as well. So good things going on. We got more guests coming your way. R.D. has arrived, so he's here as well. Good, You know, I feel bad if he's not here. I don't know. I'm missing truth if R.D.'s not here. Anyway, we'll be back. Is uh, that Representative Crawford? Cindy Crawford. Okay, she'll be joining us right after the news. News is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to the broadcast here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And as you've been hearing, uh, Senator uh, Jason Rapert's bill to do a trigger bill, basically, to get rid of abortion if the Supreme Court ever, you know, vetoes, basically, Mm. Roe v. Wade. That could happen in the near future. It might happen quick. It's still a very prevalent thing, although after seeing what... uh, Justice Roberts did here just a few days ago uh gives me pause, pause. on that. We're going to need we need Amy uh to be able to be put on that interrupts. court. Yeah. Well, and that's
2: that's part of the problem with this this kind of doctrine called stare decisis, I think is what they call it, where they basically take history lessons. They they read the history of the court, they read previous rulings and they decide, well, this is law now, which is hogwash. But they 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 have decided that when they make rulings then other courts have to follow those rulings and treat them like law which is not a part of the constitution it's just their own traditions and they should be impeached for that sort of thing when they're when they make bad rulings like Roe v Wade but the fact is that's how they work right now and we don't have legislators or congressmen in the national level or legislator to the state level that are willing to impeach judges for this sort of thing and so that's where we are right now and so that's what we have is Jason Rapert filed a bill and it looks like
1: we're going to pass it. Um, well, God, it got it. If it got out of the committee, I believe, there in the House, it will oh, pass so. on the floor, right, no doubt so, in my the, mind. so the reason why we call it a trigger bill
2: is that if Roe v. Wade is overturned by the courts... It'll be then, overturned immediately here in, in the state, state, state of Arkansas. Right. Then, then yes. abortion becomes almost totally and completely illegal with,
1: very mi- with a very minor exception. It goes back pre-Roe v. Wade. Yeah, uh, That's what it goes back to. So basically you can't kill your kids. What a concept. Imagine that. But it got shut.
2: Right, so right now in Arkansas, we're so messed up that you can do things to a child that you would go to prison for, for doing to a dog at the exact same age.
1: All right. Well, let's welcome our next guest.
3: Yes,
2: we've got Cindy Crawford here. The Cindy. The Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Hello. Bet yes, you get that
7: a, a lot. lot. I, I get it. So, so
2: it was fun. <laughs> I, I, I text- I'm just
7: waiting for that money. To get mixed <laughs> there you out. go.
2: I, I texted Dave and said I have Cindy Crawford on for for three o'clock, and, he, and, <laughs> and, and so I got some interesting text back. But so anyway, so anyway,
1: it was. I asked um, if you were bringing Pepsi. <laughs> he said no.
8: But
2: um, so so anyway, Cindy Crawford here as um, she testified in favor of this bill, which is kind of interesting because most of the, a lot of times legislators don't testify in favor or opposed to um, to legislation, and so she kind of stepped out of the norm a little bit and testified in favor of it. And she talked about an organization that
1: she has that helps women who choose not to kill their kids. And before you do that, let me just say, and I because I told Mary Bentley the same thing, and Jason Rayford. Congratulations on taking the power from the Democrats on something they always do. And that is they take the argument, personalize it in such a way that they control the narrative. You all did that today, and it showed in that committee meeting.
7: That's because, because we live it. Mm-hmm. If you live something, you can speak vehemently mm-hmm. about the power that comes with that. So I am a new legislator. Mm-hmm. Not sure people well, know what to do a with bold me yet. New <laughs> legislator, though. Not sure they know, but um, I've been quiet for the last four weeks. I've been told to keep my mouth shut a couple of times, but uh, you know, once in a while, you just have to speak up.
1: Well, when it's something you know about, exactly. absolutely yes. speak out.
7: Yes, um, I didn't come here to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Not sure long how, how long I'll be here. <laughs> but for the time that I'm here, uh, I'm going to speak up for those things, for our Constitution, for the amendments that we have, and for the right of life.
1: Right. Well, let's speak about the right of life. You're... Uh Adamantly involved in this. Explain what you do. I've been involved
7: in it for 30 years. Um, For seven years, I was a director of a pregnancy resource center. And young women would come in there. We would encourage them to give life to their babies. And they would. And then they would come back, and um, their support system said, you either get an abortion or that's it. Amazing. So it took us a few years, but we opened a home. For young women to be able to have a place to go when they chose life for their babies was it always full uh not always not always because uh the stigma that goes along with that now we opened 22 years ago okay when we first started we had those young women who just made a mistake you know and the parents just couldn't deal with it and they them out of the house help. yeah and then as time moves on Then it's acceptable because in our town, in Fort Smith, we even had a young gal who was pregnant playing basketball through her pregnancy. Um. So then that changed the dynamics of everything in our community. And so then it would get to where, let's just keep them, you know. They were in the schools, but they weren't getting the support that they needed. Mm. So we take young women ages 13 to 29. Wow. Wow. And uh, we take them free of charge. We take no government funds. Nice. we good Christian for you. home. And do you get church support? Is that how it's financially well, supported? Or?
3: Not,
1: not really. We don't need some. to get in. The church has been sadly we lacking. Some.
7: But it's mainly individuals, and it's a lot, a lot of fundraising. Mm-hmm. About 50, and probably this year it's going to be more like 60% of our income okay. will well, come don't from you let fundraisers. Us know when you fundraiser. we do have a fundraiser? I will. Let Thank you.
2: I,
1: I, I think I, w- I might like to come to it, and okay. um, we might even talk about it on the air. Well, sure. We can reach people in yeah. Fort Smith. We do all the time now through our uh, right. live broadcasts that we do on Facebook. And for can things like that, yeah. it's not just people in Fort
2: Smith that would probably like to come. The fact is, I might actually come to that. Yeah, it's a ways for me to drive, right. but, but that sort of thing is what I want to support. I want to support that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what that's that's exactly what you do, and I and I understand, uh, Representative, because of what you do that you know you you're a little bit hesitant to talk about the church. I talk about the church all the time. It is it's it's silent should not be.
7: A lot it's like terrible. our congressmen in D.C. That's exactly right. They're all crickets. It's time to stand up. It's time to speak out. Get a spine. And we're going to lose our country if we don't. It is time. Yeah, it's on it's a downward
1: time. spiral. It's As I say many times, we're circling the bowl. All right? That's I don't want everybody right. to think about that.
9: And you said something, them not getting the support they needed in school. We have to take our schools back. There is no law that says you cannot talk about God in school. There is no law that says if you uh, teach evolution that you cannot teach creation beside it. There is no law against it. But our schools have been so scared of lawsuits and talking about morals and talking about character and talking about God. And I think our legislatures, with this movement that we're starting, that we can pass laws that gives an umbrella to school to where they have laws on the books at the Capitol that will protect these schools so that they cannot be afraid to teach the sanctity and and the value of life in our school systems.
7: I agree with that. It's time to stand up. It's time to be a voice. The time for silence has stopped. And there are so many issues that I'm seeing just being here for my fifth week. And um, I just ran from committee room to committee room to committee room today to be able to stand and speak and um, that's what we all need to be doing and the people here need to hear from you Mm -hmm. because we definitely get all the negative Mm -hmm. and and we're bombarded in different areas but you just um, you have to know who you are you have to be able to stand, and you need to speak. Yeah. How hard is that?
3: Because, but you know, as a freshman legislator, you know, like you said, you've already been told to sit down and shut up. <laughs> uh, and I'm wondering, how do you deal with that pressure? Because. It's a, it, I know it's very difficult. And if you if you buck you know the powers that be, sometimes it can become a, l- a suicide mission for you as a as, a, as, a as political a candidate. Oh, yeah, as a legislator. So well, how do you deal with that? It,
7: here's the deal. Uh, I'm not here to make a career. Good this, for you. This may be my only time to be able to speak for my constituents. No, you may have just won
3: re-election from now on. That's <laughs> <Yes>, exactly
7: right. <laughs> that I, I'm not here for a career. I have a career. I have a career back in Fort Smith, and um, love it. Love taking care of young women. But um, God called me. I didn't want to answer. I just tell you, I ran. But uh, when so when you're it,
1: telling me you're one of those Christian supremacists?
7: No, sir, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they call Pence. No, oh. no. I just love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and I love the United States of America, and and I love Arkansas. So, you know, vote for me or not, I don't even know if I'm going to run next year. (laughs) I haven't made my decision yet. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm here for for my constituents. And, and it's refreshing. More. It's so
3: refreshing. You know, I was watching from afar. I was watching from the computer because I wasn't here last Tuesday. But just watching you step up and speak up and be a voice for the people as a, as a freshman legislator when other Republicans were remaining silent, I was so proud. I said, who is this woman? Who is that? She's my new hero. <laughs> so I was so proud of you and you just keep doing that for the people. The so, so people notice that. I
2: want to brag on her a little bit more. So, so we had a couple different bills we were watching today. I, I, the first bill we kind of came in for was the um, HR 1013 that was Brent Smith's
7: It's uh, a resolution the resolution yeah, a yeah. Yeah. it wasn't a bill.
2: and, and, and um, no and so the resolution to basically declare that you can carry guns she spoke up on that one as well and mm-hmm. so she spoke up on that one in that committee and then uh, Timothy and I went over to the health, Public Health and Health Committee and watching Jason Rapers bill, and she showed
1: up there, too. and um So she met both of the groups. She, she met the Redcoats who were here. I, I call them Redcoats, Mothers the, the Against Moms. Guns. And uh, the bottom line is is that uh, they were here to protect children from gun violence, and then she went over to talk about Rapers bill. Protecting which children prer- from, from violence. Un- unborn children from violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, Planned Parenthood was there, and they, of course, are you know, there to take away the safety of the womb. It's if amazing. you took away
7: their money, they wouldn't be so loud.
1: I agree with it's that, too. It's all
7: money. All money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A, they say it's not there, but let me believe it, that's where it's all at.
3: Representative Pretty Crawford, young. were you surprised at the, the level of tension over the resolution I on gun rights? Because shocked. Because, because it, it, we're, we're talking about shocked. Republicans. We're talking about a right that already exists.
7: And it's so I was, already there. It's not a bill.
3: But you were thinking it, 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 was, it was as if we were asking them to amputate arms. I mean, that's what it seemed like. There was so much. And I just wonder if you recognized that. When oh, I recognized it. It was there last week. Did you not ask anybody why? Well,
1: it's It's easy. Because those people that were all weirded out by it, they're there for a career. She's not here she's, for a I'm career. I'm not
7: here for a career. I have a career.
1: Yeah, she's not here for a career. Yeah. So she just she's going to vote and speak
3: from her heart. That's, That's exactly good. right. Well, the next time they tell you to shut up, you call me.
7: (laughs) I'll come be your bodyguard. That could be very dangerous. exactly (laughs) right. Exactly right.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. We thank Thank you you for coming by and visit. Don't make yourself a stranger any time that you want to speak. We have a microphone for you right here.
7: Thank you so much. You've
1: You've got my cell number. Just text me whenever you're ready. Thanks. All right. State Representative uh, Cindy Crawford right here on Dave Ellswick Show. Got to get a break in. Hey, let me remind you that uh, Applied Research of Arkansas has a lot of different uh, studies going on. One of them, by the way, is low testosterone. I was just called today. Are you ready for this one, Artie? I have been accepted into that study. Are you going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm hoping to. I right? doubt it, but I'm hoping to. All in, right. In, I want as, to look
9: like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. You'll, you'll be on the doing those TV commercials where they have the bottle of pills and says, you can look like
1: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> have fun like Dave has. Anyway, Applied Research you, of Arkansas. It's a five-year study. I've told them that I'll give them the time. Uh, remember, if you're a participant, you receive free study-related care, also free medication as well as compensation for time and travel. All you have to do to get involved, go to rncarkansas.com That's arcarkansas.com or call 501-954-7822. We've got more of our live coverage coming your way from the third floor house side of the state capitol when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We continue here from the uh, third floor on the house side of the state capitol talking about uh, the uh, General Assembly that's under uh, underway and will continue to go on for a while uh, here at uh, the Capitol. I would figure probably sometime in March, late March, early April, uh, they'll be at the end. Jan Morgan, part of the uh, power panel today. It's good to have her back. She was intending to be here last week, but something happened. And I, I'd like her to share that with you because, as I mentioned earlier, the Democrats do a good job of taking over the narrative by telling stories. We don't tell enough stories from our side. We try to talk facts all the time. Because the facts are on our side. Yes, the (laughs) facts are always on our side. But uh, the left, that's not the case, so they use stories which have emotional appeal. And there may be true for the people that it's happened, may not be, as we know about Roe v. Wade, but the bottom line is this, is that uh, they, they talk in stories, and we have to do more of that ourselves. And so I'm going to turn it over to Jan when you're talking about the Second Amendment and why it's so important.
3: Well, because the Second Amendment keeps tyranny at bay. That's what our founding fathers, uh, that's the reason they listed that in the Bill of Rights. Uh, You wanted me to tell the personal story about what recently happened. Okay. So, because everybody that watched it on KARK News didn't get the full story because they only have like two minutes to to put the information out there. Probably a minute, 45. So, I've been teaching pistol classes for, what, five years now, and defensive pistol classes. And, of course, my own daughter, she's 25. She carries. She always carries, except... The few moments that she wasn't carrying and she was visiting me uh, in Hot Springs and uh, suddenly found herself in fear for her life. And I was in fear for her life. Uh, The way it went down, uh, we had just arrived back at the gun range. I have an indoor gun range in Hot Springs, the gun cave. And my husband was on his motorcycle and he pulled around to the back of the building. He was going to pull his motorcycle in the garage area back there. My daughter and I were in the car, and she was unarmed because she had been with me. I'm always armed, and we had been at a relative's house. So I go into the range. I unlock the door, and I thought she was right behind me, but she wasn't. I went straight back through the range to the back of the building to open the garage door to let my husband pull in on his motorcycle. And about that time, my cell phone rings. And it's my daughter screaming and crying that some, she said, some crazy guys just come around from the corner of the building. Of course, this is at 10.30 at night. Uh, and that he was, that she had run to the car and jumped back in the car and locked the doors. And that, you know, and that he was pounding on the windows and she was terrified. And she had held up the cell phone to him thinking maybe that he would think she's calling police and that he would go away. Well, she was calling me. So while she's telling me what, what than was happening police. yeah I'm running I am running as fast as this old 56 year old gal's legs will take her to the front of the building I charge out the front door and then my daughter jumps out of the car and she screams at me she said he just ran around the building so then I realized he just ran around the building where my husband is totally oblivious who does not know that and, and my daughter said and mom I think there's another one because this guy was yelling over his shoulder in the dark shadows on the other side of the building like there's another. So I'm thinking two possible attackers possibly ambushing my husband back here who totally does not know what's going on. So I yell at her get in the building lock the door I jump in the car I slam it in reverse so that I can go up to the hill where my husband is behind the building and shine the headlights so that I can help him. Well as soon as I put the car in reverse this first attacker that had come at her comes from around the building and she yelled at me Mom there he is. So he looks at her And that was the split second when I jumped out of the car, and in those probably couple of seconds was that moment when I had every legal right to use lethal force with my firearm that I had on me. Uh, But I instantly jumped out of the car, yelled at him, you know, I'm armed, get on the ground, get your hands on your head, behind your head, get on the ground now, in my loudest, most authoritative voice. And he immediately went to his knees, put his hands on the back of his head. And uh, I, you know, and then I knew I'm not gonna, you know, he didn't reach for a weapon. So I knew that, okay, we're gonna be okay. And I proceeded after that to find out who you are. Why are you on my property? Why did you charge at my daughter? Is there another attacker? Um, And I said, if I call police right now, what are they going to tell me about you? and he proceeded to tell me all the things he had done. He'd been in jail numerous times. He admitted he was on meth. Uh, He said there wasn't another guy with him, that he just talks to himself. That's what he does when he's on drugs. You know, and after talking to him for a few minutes, I decided to let him go because he did not physically attack my daughter. He didn't get to her. He didn't steal anything. You know, what what are you gonna charge him with? And we only have a few officers on duty in Garland County at night, and my, thought there was, I'm not going to take guys off the streets to come deal with a situation where they're going to do the same thing I am, which is let him go and give him a warning.
1: Because you don't have room in the jail. The
3: jail is crowded, it's full, and the officers are, are, I mean, we've got some major crimes going on, and I just, I'm like, okay, this guy, I told him, don't ever come back, and and I I don't believe he will. But to make a long story short, uh, you know, this is, I tell people each week in my class, you should have a gun on you or within arm's reach 24-7. And you should train often like your life depends on it.
1: Cause it because it might. Because
3: it may. Exactly. And so that was a, a sobering moment for my daughter who realized that just in that minute that she was apart from me, that one minute that she didn't have a gun readily accessible, her life was on the line.
1: All right. We'll talk further about this when we come back. we got to get a break in. R.D.'s been strangely quiet. <laughs> we'll get him involved in the discussion when we come the back. first
3: time he's heard the real story, the and whole that's story.
1: That's true. On the Dave Elswick Show, stay with us. News is next. We're here for uh, the 3 o'clock hour. We're finishing up the 3 o'clock hour. We got through the first half. And i got to say, uh, real quick before we go any further, that uh, meeting uh, Cindy Crawford, State Representative Cindy Crawford, was a real uh, gas today. She's a, she's a real deal. She's a hoot. I love well, she her. said She said what I want to hear. I may not run next year. Mm-hmm. Or
9: next year, I may not not go for a second term. Don't care term. about a
3: career. I'm not i I've here got for a career. career. Yeah, I have a career. I'm I've not got here. a. She's career. not
9: working, worried about. I'm gonna scratch his back, so he'll scratch right. my back, and I'll get this bill passed, and they'll help me pass that bill passed. We're just gonna just stand, want to know. stand kind of on our morals. I think refreshing. our founders
3: envisioned. I think yeah. that's what they envisioned it's when refreshing. they, you know, just that with the real citizens would come and they would serve, and then they would leave, and that we would have a good diverse, you know, crop of people representing us.
1: I guess I should have asked. It, it, behind site is always 2020, but I should have asked her when they told you to shut up, what did you say back? I can only imagine what she said I wanted to back. ask her who
3: told you to shut up, yeah. but I knew better. As far as that goes, yeah. She,
1: and she'd be smart enough not to
3: she would know better mention than who that,
1: that was. But, okay. but uh, yeah, it's it, it's sad. You get people who have been here forever, and they think that they get to take uh, the lead on what you should be able to say and what you should not be talking about. Well,
2: they get their traditions going on, and they and, and they just end up getting their way sometimes.
1: All right, so, Artie, I'm not going to ask you any names here, but... Are you working with some uh, legislators now to uh, get this whole thing in about creationism?
9: Yes, uh, what we're actually working on is uh, the uh, Lono County Republican has uh, committee has uh, put me in charge of a subcommittee. And we are going to write something for the platform for education for the Arkansas Republican Committee. So we're right now, a small group of us are working on trying to put God back in our schools. Words like, uh, you know, uh, values, morals, uh, and... uh, and biblical principles.
3: That is so exciting. I believe
9: this country was built on biblical principles. So there's a small group of us that started to work on this, and several counties has already contacted me and said that – that they want, once we, the committee gets something passed through our county committee, and once the county committee approves what comes from the subcommittee, then we're going to take it to some other committees in surrounding counties and promote it and see if we can't work get, getting God back in the Republican committee platform on education. And once we do that, then we'll be talking to some of our legislatures legislators to give our schools what I would call an umbrella to feel comfortable to go ahead and talk about creation and and authority for right and wrong and and godly principles uh, without fear of being sued because of laws that we have on the books to protect them.
1: Isn't there something we can do as far as uh, the legislature is concerned? You know, we're always talking about tort reform. I've always said tort reform should start with schools so that they're not always running with their heads down expecting to get
9: sued by that's something exactly what could we, we
1: not write do. something that would protect them from that from well,
9: those kinds of lawsuits? i'd love to work with somebody to do that i, I think I that's exactly what the goal is is to have is to have protection for our schools to be able to teach both creation and evolution and godly morals which i believe our constitution supports and uh and uh, for them to take the fear out of teaching both sides and one more how about we have a, a
1: rule within the Republican Party that if you're going to run as a Republican, you will ascribe to the platform
9: of the state Republican Party.
3: I've been that's saying that excellent. for two years now.
9: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's excellent. I think it's excellent. You know, how do smaller I become, government. How, how do I become part of the? Okay. Loneo County. County. La- yeah, County. County committee. Hey, I'll Go give join. you a form to fill out and come on down and, and they'll vote you in. Okay, we will vote count you in. Me, lo- count me in. Hey, we'd love it. To- That'll be great. So, can you
3: explain why they vote people in? What is the re- because I've had somebody ask me that before. I, I mean, I had to be voted in. I joined the Garland County Republican Party a few months ago, and um, you know. Why? Why do they do that? Why can't
9: you just? Well, you know, there are principles that that Republicans are supposed to to stand adhere Mm -hmm. to and stand for. And on the county level, then you can look at people you know in your community. Maybe somebody that's on the school board, or somebody that's a justice of the peace, or somebody that you know. And so it's a way a group of people. That can say I know this person. Right. He shares their principles. So you don't want him, bill traders yeah, yeah, to come in. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah well, They share principles. They come and, in and, all and, the time. And, and, and exactly yeah. right. You know, you can, and we want people to come over from from the the Democratic side. I believe the Democrats. Uh, platform has left many of the Democrats sure to has. where they to where they can't support it anymore. Well, look at Senator it,
3: Linda Collins Smith. She was a Democrat at one time, and now she she turned out being one of our most conservative state Republican senators.
9: That, that's exactly right. It's kind of like people coming to this country. We want people to come into this country from all over the world, but legally. we want legally and we want them to assimilate to our values and our constitution. Right. So we, I yeah, feel the Republican Ken, party's the ask same way. Ken line. Yang
1: about that. Yeah. He He's really good about explaining that his parents are nationalized citizens. Really? They came here legally. Well, I've, I've got friends that are. I believe are, from Thailand. And, if I'm not, not Thailand. Taiwan.
9: Is that right? Well, I've got a neighbor that's Chinese that came over legally and... Uh, and she works, and she supports her family. She's a good mother, and she's a good cook, a great neighbor. So she's a good American. She's a good American. That's exactly right. So there is a legal way to do it. And that's where most of us came from. We came from other places with an idea that we can self-govern ourselves, and we don't need a ruler to tell us how to live our lives. So. And
3: it's very, it's very expensive for people who want to do it right, and it's a long process. I was just talking with someone the other day who has just become a U.S. citizen, and he's been after doing this process for, what, five or six years uh and he said i've spent about ten thousand dollars to become a right? legal u.s citizen yeah it's it's I,
9: I don't argue that maybe it needs some, need some change. It, it needs some. some, needs some streamlining. Uh, yeah, the the word reform scares me. I'm scared of that word because usually it means you're about to get hit by a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that reform your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Usually it means we're going to raise taxes, but uh, or grow government is what reform usually means. But uh, but yeah, I think our education system is much is is much like that. We need to make our our leg, our educators. Uh, where they can speak their mind, speak their faith, teach both creation and evolution without without fear. And we need to teach the value of the life. When you start teaching children that they're no different than animals, I don't know why you can be surprised by the, maybe the way they act. Mm-hmm.
3: What, is your, what is your response going to be when the resistance comes back, and you know it will come, that you don't mix uh, God and schools, that you can't mix... You know, state you know, and show me and
9: the law. Christian. You know, the Constitution. That's that's not founded on Constitution. It's not. That's all hearsay, and that's just rhetoric that people like to speak. Right. to, but to, to you teach you remember authors. Mike
3: Huckabee, When Mike Huckabee was governor, this this shocked me because Mike Huckabee was my pastor, and I remember when he was governor, he did take a stand, and he said, "I I don't, you know, I don't believe." Although he supports prayer, and he's a prayer warrior, he said, "I don't believe we should have prayer in school because if you allow the Christians to pray, then." You you have to allow all these other religions and then how do you how do you it's a free it's a
9: free country it's a free country and it's you know we may have methodist and baptist Mm -hmm. and, and different denominations but uh, I think we all ha- have the same values as far as uh, life and the value of life and, and the freedom of people to be able to choose how they serve their God and and just like the bill, the freedom uh, of speech bill that is uh, that Dave has worked on, I believe that's a nonpartisan bill. I believe that it, it allows the Democrats to everybody to, to, has to freedom of speech. Everybody. Every, everybody has freedom exactly. of speech. So and by the way, there's no free speech zones on
1: college campuses. A little area. going from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean, from the Canadian border to the Southern border, freedom of speech prevails in
9: this nation. It needs to be in our in our K through 12. Absolutely, it needs to be K you know, 12. So also. So, is it?
3: Do you think this is going to pass pretty easily? It, right now, it's been it's been it's flying through, through. It's recently. all
9: the way through the Senate.
1: Yeah. Believe it or not, it was unanimously voted out of education committee. And uh, Joyce Democrats Elliott. That's Democrats and Republicans. And it was Joyce Elliott and Chesterfield both in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be heard before the education committee in the House tomorrow. No, Thursday. Is that right, Paul? Um, Thursday. I th- I th- yeah, it's Thursday. Because I it know, what it, probably, we, we were right hoping now. today, but it won't be till Thursday, and then be on the floor. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to fly through.
3: In a nutshell, what is what is that bill going
10: to do?
1: It takes. It says that uh, freedom of speech prevails. The First Amendment prevails. You can't
3: set, up, you can't set no, up safe zones on college campuses. That's absolutely illegal. Right, but they did it. It happened right here in Arkansas. Yeah, it songs.
1: did. It's going to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, be, I'm going to be blunt. Piss me off bad. <laughs> And Arkansas State University really ticks me off too because they they threw. Um, what's the what's the group? How uh, are you going
3: to enforce it? Or are you going to you going to say we're going to withhold well, state funding the bill. if you They're, violate? the bill.
1: Yeah, take a read look the at bill. the bill. It's, I think you it's did a strong job. It's okay. strong. I think you did it. Well, it's if you had got a lot of, to do with it. It's I'm sure got it some. <laughs> it had more teeth in it. They pulled a few. All right, I'm going to be honest. They they pulled a few. It more, it had too much teeth is what more you're of the molars where you could grind people into dust, but <laughs> the bottom line it has
9: really good teeth i 'm into it. Why did people come to this country? Freedom of religion. And the freedom to worship God the way you see fit is the reason that most people came to this country. Mm-hmm. And the right that's to the reason arms to make that's sure that exactly you, know, right. you can maintain those that's a, yes, correct. But yet, that's we only are way having to
3: legislation it. to reaffirm this. Why are we there? That, because that's we've amazing? been asleep.
9: Because we've been asleep. And I'm sorry, but there's been a generation or two that set on the morals mm-hmm. and, and have not stood up. And, and our some of our freedoms have been taken away from us. Our schools have been taken away from us for money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our rights have been taken away from us and it's all been with a checkbook from the federal government it's the time to get conservative both financially and socially so you can say keep your money then well, we're going to and i have talked the same way That's we right. get
1: about 10 percent of our school budgets from the federal government this is you'll only hear me say this one time you can raise my property tax to make up for that 10% and tell the government to stick it where the sun don't shine and let us run our schools the way we want to run them and not take all the rules and regulations that we got to take from the federal government to get that money.
3: Actually, I think you're going to see a pushback in every state on that level. I mean, look at all the states in America now that are jumping back up and saying we're constitutional carry states. Look at all the states that are passing the Firearm Freedom Act. where they're states, telling you the would not even expect it from. They're telling the federal government, look, you try to come in our state and enforce federal gun laws on our citizens. We're going to arrest your agents. That's the Firearm Freedom Act, and it is passed in like 12 states, and other states are looking at it. The state wouldn't of it, Alabama, wouldn't they've be- even told the feds, if firearms, any firearms that are manufactured in the state of Alabama they right. aren't Legal. subject to your federal laws. We can manufacture you know, fully nice? automatic weapons, and you can't tell us how we have to regulate or restrict them. Our citizens in our state are only subject to our state's Wouldn't rights.
2: Wouldn't that be nice Love it. if we had legislators in Arkansas that had that kind of gall?
9: Tell well, some, to get to work. Well, over some things, <laughs> there was there's one other thing that came from a lady that I talked to in Lone Oak County, and I asked her what a le- her legislator could do for her one day, and she told me this, and I'll never forget it she can said you can give me access to what they're teaching my children in schools there you go because right now i do not have access to what they're teaching my children so i believe a in the the republican committee uh, platform, it needs to say a parent has the right to the information that is being taught to their children.
3: But you know what I'm seeing? I don't know if you've noticed this or not. More and more parents are putting little tiny cameras, cameras. on their kids wow. and checking in at any time and listening to what teachers are mm-hmm. saying to them, listening to what's nice. going on at school, and hearing what they're being taught. Their kids are being taught. And you know this because all of a sudden these cases are coming out where parents actually have video and audio to use against teachers who are stepping out of the line.
9: Well, we wow. need to know what what our, what our t- children are being taught you know capitalism is not bad and socialism does not have a good history in in, in the history of the world so mm-hmm. it's time to take our, our schools back and make sure the- that our children are not being brainwashed Can you look at the past, past century
2: and how, how many people died in socialism and communism was it what through two three four hundred thousand and if we count the um, abortions in this country, it's another 60 million approximately?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Chai, about 40 million people have been killed by socialism in Russia, mm-hmm. in communist China, in Vietnam, in. Laos and Cambodia. I mean, can I take you to the killing well, fields? Well, over
3: 170 million people have been annihilated by their own governments in the 20th century it, uh, after being disarmed. Yeah, the process is always after being disarmed. How many
2: hundreds of millions?
3: 170 we, million the, people. And that's just the, the, the large mass groups that they know about. Yeah.
6: You know, we're Stalin. Stalin, Lenin, Mao.
2: So between that, and we don't Hitler. generally count abortion as one of those socialism right. deaths. Right. But the fact is that maybe we should start counting that as well. because. That's part, that's part of what, what big government and out-of-control uh, out government keep has, has, them?
1: has given us. <laughs> they don't teach that in school, though, Dave. I know they don't. I, nothing made me madder than uh, when I was in college, you know, students walking around with a little red book. I mean, unless you're my age, I'm looking over at Reggie right now. Reggie, you remember the little red book that the college students used to walk around with, The Sayings of Mao? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah used to march
3: where did you go to college up. i never saw more, anybody walking around with little red books
1: more moorhead state university of course, I went to Kentucky. texas university so yeah. that's probably I, they were there i'm just telling you they were there brainwashing you know? people yeah peak time brainwashing people here's the look i fought in a new speech you know the the free speech movement okay back with you here on the Dave Ellswick show. took that break we had, we had a break that we had to get in and so we wanted to get it in while we still had time to get it in during this hour. Uh, bottom line coming up is that I just I'm just trying to, to let everybody know that and we say this all the time on the air, it only takes one generation to lose your freedom. Reagan was really good to point that out. That's all it takes. And uh, so I guess it's it's not weird that something that I fought when I was a freshman in Southmore in college, I'm fighting again now that I'm a grandfather and I'm turning sixty six years old on Friday. I'm fighting, but it's coming from a different angle.
3: Come full circle.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just and it it continues, and that's why I'm so adamant. And I'm going to become part of the Republican Party so I can fight inside for the things that we need to make sure that's, happens. Awesome. And that that's is awesome. what I have asked awesome. people
3: of this state to do you know the people that, that voted for me in the election and they said so what do we do now Janice said you need to get involved in the Republican county committee in your county and get engaged with it through the party with your government you know get get active uh, so and, and and if the party starts moving too far to the left then bring it back to the back to the platform and, and that's always what I've said from the beginning is we are we we had too many people moving away from the platform and so we need to make sure everybody understands this is what the Republican Party is. This is what we stand for. It's all there in black and white. You need to know it. If you're going to be a Republican, be a Republican.
1: Yeah. If you, if you have any problems with the platform, stay over there in the Democratic Party or That's be right. an independent. I agree. It should not be in the Republican Party. Uh, from Stephen Meeks, State Representative Meeks, uh, FYI, we passed Ballinger's freedom of speech out of the House Ed Committee today. Great. should be on the floor. On Thursday, so if they vote it through, then it goes to the desk of the governor. And I've already been told that I've been invited to the signing. That's awesome. So I get there and get a picture of that. Absolutely, it's two years ago after ASU told that uh, conservative group that they weren't, they didn't have the right to set up a table Mm -hmm. on the campus because that's private property. Hmm. Say what? Uh, if I'm, got they that actually right.
3: sued that the, the Yes, the,
1: they're hoping that this they're hoping that since this bill is gonna pass it might make the judge go easier on them. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So there's a there's
9: a money factor here, I'm sure. Hey, freedom's not free. You have to fight for it on all fronts. Yeah, you we believe have, we it. We have better. our veterans and everybody else that have fought for it, but but individuals and citizens have an obligation to to be involved in our school system and, and, and in the process to make sure that legislators. Just like Cindy Crawford that was just here. You know, send the right ones and, and support them when they get here. Well, one of the problems is
2: that when government officials break the law, prosecutors a lot of times do not prosecute them. And so the only only thing left over is to sue, which is unfortunate.
3: And then we lost that that right in Arkansas, did we not? That you can't sue the state government?
2: That's correct. They, yeah. Well, and, that's, and that's, that's part of the Constitution is you're not allowed to... The state of Arkansas shall not be made a, a defendant in her courts, I think is what the Arkansas Constitution says. Which there is some sense to that. But when we... When we did that, when we have that, and we have immunity for for government officials, that's insane. We've basically given government... Um, a, a great deal of immunity, carte blanche. For
0: yeah, but
3: didn't we have which was a senator or, or state representative that just uh, put through legislation, or has I don't know if it's actually I know it's been filed, which would if you are found guilty of a felony as a an acting legislator that you lose your state retirement. Yes,
2: but, uh, that's did that
3: pass? I,
2: I, I don't know, but I, I bet that maybe will because it's, it's yeah. It's that's Mark Johnson,
1: controversial. Really. I don't think. We saw Mark a minute ago. If we see him later,
2: we'll grab yeah, that's him. A, and bring that's him a over. pretty different issue, but yeah, I, th- I think that has been filed, and I bet that's a good chance that will pass. But, but what I'm concerned about is that, like we have, st- pu- we have state officials that are maybe they're on college campuses, or maybe even police officers or somebody of that nature that are violating our rights, and in many cases. The prosecutors will not prosecute them for their criminal activity. They're they're trashing people's rights and they don't get prosecuted. And so what's left is we can, we can sue them, which is a, a, a less than ideal option. But that's about all what we have left. And that's what that's what's happened there at the at the university. And uh, as much as I don't like for taxpayers to end up having to fork over a bunch of money for these people um, that the government
9: violated uh, at some point, i was like. I hope they get sent to the cleaners. Well, we still have an election system, and we need people, and I think General will agree with me, if your legislator is not voting the way you think a conservative ought to vote, if they're not standing up for less government, a smaller budget, lower taxes, run against them. I mean, we need people that own businesses. we need people that that work. I mean, get on the school board if you don't if you don 't like what the school board's doing, get on the school board if you don 't like what 's going on up here at the capitol, get involved all right
1: we 're out of time let 's take a break we'll come back out one more hour's power panel today from the state capitol third floor house side looking forward to talking more. When we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We continue talking about what's happening at your state legislature, the Dave Ellswick Show, exclusively here on the third floor of the uh, Capitol on the House side, covering what's going on inside those sessions and in those committee rooms. You can watch the streaming on your own computer. Uh, you can join us at two o'clock in the afternoon on my uh my Facebook site, is go to facebook.com slash the Dave Ellswick Show. You can see all the guests that we have come in and hear what they have to say. And uh, we've got uh, Bart Hester in yes. to visit yes, with us. Yes, he's got
2: an interesting bill dealing with civil asset forfeiture. And um, so I... Contacted
1: him, see if we could get him on. So here he is. So he's here. He's from uh, the Senate side, correct? Yeah. I am. Thanks. For all having right. me, Dave. What brought this on? I mean, this should have been taken care of a long, long time ago. You, do you remember all the problems? I guess it was back in the '90s they had in Louisiana about this. There was a federal a federal law uh, suit that came against them because they would take money from people, boats from people, all kinds. And what was happening? It was a kangaroo kind of court thing. A third of the money or or whatever it was they took and and sold it or whatever, a third of it went to the judge, a third of it went to the prosecutor, and a third of it went to the cops. Wow. You didn't have much of a chance, did you? (laughs) No, you didn't. Good luck getting back your money and stuff. And we
2: do have that sort of thing still going on in Arkansas, if I understand it correctly, with some of the fines and fees, I think. But that's kind of a different issue from what you're dealing with. You're dealing with actual asset forfeiture and, and how to keep it from happening when it's unjust.
11: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're, we're talking about, like you mentioned, the boat, your truck, yeah. firearms, cash that you had on you, um, uh, actual tangible items.
1: Yeah, and and you'd be amazed at what they can use against you for that, like nothing.
3: <laughs> did, you run mean, up in, did you run against any law enforcement pushback on that? Because I know that, like, uh, the, mm-hmm. the um, Arclotex Drug Task Force in Texarkana, I know they depended on the money and the, like, if they did a drug bust on sting operations, and they would confiscate cars, they would confiscate the drugs, they confiscate all kinds of things, and then they would utilize those vehicles later or sell them or auction them off, and that would be how they funded their task force. So I'm wondering, did you get pushback from law enforcement?
11: We did, and of course, you know, this bill has been filed, uh, or a version of this bill, the last couple of sessions, but the reality is uh, public outcry shows, like the Dave El- Ellswick show, people continue to bring pressure on this issue. Finally, brought uh, those to the negotiating table this time. Oh, good. And uh, so we we've, we've met several times over over the off season about what we could agree to, and you know the, the, their positions. They never take something that they shouldn't. I said, well, simple enough. Let's start there. That's like good. If you have a conviction, uh, then then uh, and it was used for for a crime, then 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 we keep it. Uh, but if, if you don't have a conviction. It goes back to the property
1: owner. Well, give, give everybody kind of a if if you're over thirty five, let's just say that, and you used to watch the show Miami Vice. Did you ever watch?
3: It? I actually I did the okay. white suit guy. He used to be yeah. the white yeah, the suit
1: Crockett guy. and, yes. and Tubbs, right? Yes. That's how they got the cars and stuff. They would bust the, the, the drug guys, and then they keep their cars, and that's
9: why they were driving those cool cars and stuff. Even if they take even if they take your stuff and your guilty and still until proven innocent you know basically the way that works when you're proven innocent at least then they should give it back i'd, I'd have to agree that's yeah, but there's start. so start there's so many <laughs> stories about that
1: uh if you really want to read a lot about this go to the cato institute c-a-t-o dot o-r-g and you can read about how they confiscated planes and then they get the plane back and they've torn the seats up, looking for drugs and the upholstery and all kinds of stuff. So, it's it's really so, sad.
2: So some of the stories I've heard, I think, is that sometimes the the police maybe just, just find cash, and that's all they have. There's no criminal prosecution at all. It's just, well, we just think this, this cash is guilty or something. We, we think you may have done something nefarious with it or got it in a fair, nefarious yeah, is it way. Yeah, if it's over a certain amount. And, and then if you don't follow the correct procedures, you can't get it back because you didn't jump through the right hoops to... File the right appeals or whatever it was. So, does your bill actually deal with that sort of thing?
11: Well, you know, it does. I think I think uh, like a, a prosecutor is going to, if they think there is uh, a crime being involved, they're going to say that is evidence. Uh, the defendant is going to say, I need that money to hire a lawyer. That was mm-hmm. my, that was all my money, possibly, and I need yeah. that money to be able to defend myself. Right. It's very it's very complicated issue. Uh, I think you know ultimately we let a judge decide. Even within this bill, if there's just a bunch of cash there,
1: uh, should they get it back to to hire a lawyer and they can make that defense okay now how do you determine you know uh how much money goes back do they turn all that money back or 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 how are you all hoping this to work in in this bill if there's there's a criminal conviction they lose uh, and rightly so if there's not
11: a criminal conviction they get everything back
1: okay well that's Um, good
11: one of the important parts uh, of the negotiation uh, the prosecution prosecutors wanted to leave in there if it was part of a plea deal um, that plea deal could have uh, uh, those terms could be negotiated whether whether that stuff is forfeited or not as part of a plea and some of their arguments well yeah sometimes uh, they're not convicted of a felony um, that because we plead down we don't we still think they did it and they yeah, should lose their property their we problem plead down, that's
1: right? that's their problem you want to plead down and yeah, then fine and you're going to give up money
9: you know I just I don't think that they so should
1: be able to hold the on innocent to
9: it. person will Sometimes bleed down an innocent person themselves. will plead down to make sure they don't go to jail because they're they're not sure even they're, they're sure they're innocent that they can prove that they're innocent. Right. right. So, right.
1: do we have a problem with this in the state of Arkansas? you know
11: i, I don't have a, a great example of a problem um but what i know is we're not going to continue to have a problem if we are currently having them okay um you know it's just uh it's just something that uh, just on the face of it when somebody hears that you can have something taken from you um it just doesn't sit right it should it shouldn't be so if if we're having this issue we're not going to anymore i'll tell you that the prosecutors and our sheriff's association they're going to say it's not a problem um uh and that's why they were willing to come to the table i hope uh and, and negotiate this bill.
1: Was there any problems like they had in Louisiana where prosecution was getting so much of a percentage of stuff and well, courts and things of that nature?
11: Well, the, the actually, uh, this is how we're funding our drug task force. Is, uh, so the, there it, is a problem. Well,
3: told you.
8: <laughs>
11: yes, and so the fear is, uh, you know, with the drug seizures, whatever they get, they can use that money to continue to fund themselves. And so if that money's, uh, it, If they don't have the ability to keep something that um, was using drugs, then we got to find that money somewhere else.
2: Okay. So, so they're they're actually growing government without the vote of the people, without legislation, right now.
11: Uh, Yes, I mean, if if a drug task force when they when they make bust, uh, they they keep the money. uh, They keep the money for functions. So, what what about is it the
2: Sixth Amendment that that bars excessive fines? And so, in some cases, I, I think we've got people committing crimes that maybe there's the maximum penalty is a thousand dollar fine but they lose their truck because it was in the commission of a crime whereas if they hadn't been using their vehicle they don't they wouldn't lose their lose their vehicle how is this not an excessive fine and it's related to your issue but it's not dealt with in this bill how is that not clearly an excessive fine to make someone forfeit their vehicle when the when the actual offense is only a, a maximum penalty of a thousand
11: dollars yeah I and mean, what comes to mind on me is when people are you know poaching when they're hunting and they right, shoot a deer right, from their truck they lose right. their truck in and their and their and their
2: firearm. Right. and so they might lose their their total that actually happened they're, in arkansas their total penalty might be eighty thousand dollars if they have a new truck
11: yeah it's possible it, it, it certainly doesn't seem right i can't talk intelligently about right, that specific right. issue right now
1: right. have you had anybody approach you and say hey I lost this, or they, they confiscated that? Have we had anybody step up on this? Not uh, yet. Yeah, you know, last session there were some
11: were some groups around. I know Dan Greenberg had some folks yeah. coming through that uh, they were able to testify in committee for that. Uh, this time I, I don't think it's necessary because we've kind of come to an agreement. Um, and, and, again, when people read through this, there's going to be some say it's not enough. Uh, and some say it 's went too far, but uh, that 's what this was a compromise if it's we need something to, if we if we need to do more in two
1: years, I think we can come back and do that okay all right so how's it how does it look right now? Is it looking positive to move through? I think it looks positive to move through uh, the, the
11: big concerns uh, the big concerns from everybody were was the uh, was the negative feedback from their prosecutors last session um, i've got the prosecutors to neutral on at this time and okay. So we'll be okay. So what what change that made the prosecutors go, well, okay. Well I think it's what I said. I think it's uh, public opinion. I think it's something that continues to get talked about.
3: And they're elected uh, officials. And
11: they're elected officials, That's right? right? Uh, pub- public outcry. Uh, sometimes you don't get it done in two years, but over two four years people uh, people start realizing they need to do need to do something. Mm-hmm.
1: You need to protect yourself from uh, I, somebody screwing I I with your rights. During the last um,
2: session where, where they actually did have some testimony. I think there was a, a, couple, a couple here in Arkansas. They had done a fundraiser, I think. So they had, I think, about, I think it was about $20,000 cash on them. I think they were coming through the state or maybe they were coming from Texas into Arkansas. And, and the police took that money from them and they could have gotten it back. But through a, a mistake or an error in their, um, in their lawsuits, they had to file to get it back. They they rent they they missed a date or something and so they just simply lost it, if I understand that story correctly, and they couldn't get it back.
11: I I remember I remember parts of that story. The prosecutor's uh, argument on that was they when they put those people in the back of the police car. What some people don't realize is that you're being uh, recorded, mm-hmm. and and they hatched their argument their defense for that money in uh-huh. the back of the cop car and they had it on audio. Mm-hmm. Um, now I didn't get it played for us, but that was the the prosecutor's position on that. Yeah.
9: yeah. But, you know, still, you have to do something illegal to have your money or taken away from you. I mean, this is a lot like why I'm against the red flag laws. You know, you're still innocent until you're proven guilty. Last time I've heard, having money on you, even in the large amounts and having a lot of guns, is not illegal. I mean, if you pl- prove that you got those guns illegally or you're doing something illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like me, but still having a car full of guns and and thousand and a few thousand dollars of cash that's not illegal. You still need to prove that people are doing something illegal and show intent. Just because you start me if I'm going to the salvage Yard shooting, I may have 30 guns in my truck. So, just because I got 30 guns in my truck doesn't mean that I'm going to do something illegal. I didn't know you own
3: 30 guns. Wow. Oh
9: no. Yeah, that Impressed. wouldn't even Only yeah, 30? that's not a dent. I feel Only differently 30? about no, you now.
1: No. <laughs> you yeah. got more than those. Good. <laughs> yeah, you should. So, when when are you up at 4 committee?
11: Um uh probably be thursday thursday so all right and i expect i expect to have um uh a relatively easy time get, getting out of committee and then be on the floor next week
1: judiciary committee judiciary that's right all right okay. SB what 308 i believe 308 S P right. 308.
2: All right,
9: 308. like that number. It's my favorite. Game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll it's
1: be a right. rifle. Yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll hold on, on finding out more. Uh, please let us know how it goes. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Mark. We See appreciate you, you. All right. Let's get a break done. Uh, 20 minutes after four. Bible Guys coming up after five. <laughs> All of that still ahead of you here Hi. on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us for the show today. We got about 4,000 people watching on YouTube right now. That's well, not YouTube, on uh, Facebook. Facebook. So All good right. for them to join us and and be watching uh, what's going on. We we're reaching a lot of people. That's good. That's what we want to do. Keep in mind that that's how this works very simply. We try to keep you up to date on what's happening here at the General Assembly. I started with hurts me to have to say that that did it all right so just just keep all this in 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 mind that it's it's a it's a long process uh, a long process we're seeing things happen in 2007 that that stuff would happen so what can i tell you and then one of your other
2: fights was about um in-state tuition oh my god yeah what was what was interesting is jim holt i remember coming out was fighting against um, the governor on that and the governor said well, you just don't drink the same Jesus yeah, juice or something he, of that yeah we drink we drink this just Which governor Jesus was that? Huckabee. Huckabee.
3: Oh, Huckabee. Huckabee. A different, and so,
1: a different Jesus and so, juice. So yeah. so um so well, Jim Holt was on the same side as you Believe it or not yeah, well yeah, yeah. The same thing with both of the Hutchinson brothers who at the time were two of four uh, you know, uh, Republicans that we had in the House at that time, we had, when I first came to start doing this, we had three House members who were Republicans and one senator. And we had no constitutional officers. Wow. Now, who are the House members now? The House members, uh, both the, uh, of the Hutchinsons, and I forget who the third member was, was, Jeremy was. and and his brother. It was Tim. Tim. Tim,
3: Tim Hutchinson, yeah. yes. Was it Tim? Tim? Tim. It-
1: Is he named after his dad?
3: Uh, It was Tim Hutchinson. Okay,
1: so uh, they were called uh, Shiites, Mm -hmm. Republican Shiites. That's what they were calling them. And I said, well, the Shiite's going to hit the fan. That's right. exactly what you, I did. And it, it has it now.
3: Like? Can you imagine what it was like then? And then now, of course, the Republicans have taken over. And, yeah, it is, it's a slow process, but it is a process. And- it
1: is an educational process. And that's what it took. People needed to hear what they were doing on the Democrats' side because nobody was giving them the full story. And then when they started getting the full story, the change began. Mm-hmm. And now look at where we're at. Right. Don't
3: you think that's happening That's happening on the national level, too? I mean, that's why In we a have, lot of a, have an outsider has. who's who's now president of the United States.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy
3: well, with it. the things I'm liking too. it. Well, I love it.
1: Well, and, and one of the
2: things that, that Arkansas Republicans need to learn from Trump is to actually start off big. When you're negotiating for something, you don't start off at a little point. You start off big, then you can negotiate down. And Arkansas Republicans need to learn that from Donald Trump. You don't start off... Below what you want, you start off above what you expect to
9: get, and then you can negotiate down. Yeah, yeah, like three hundred million dollar highway fund.
3: Yeah, but when you're in start control, you, eight, you don't you have, have to negotiate. negotiate Why do you have to negotiate? <laughs> it's saying members of the committee kept saying, "I want to emphasize, this is not binding. Right. This is not binding." Right. Well, okay, right. so G- give
2: us give us a couple of weeks. Why don't we have some bills up up there? Let's have some binding ones. Let's let's have some bills that actually delete most or all to actually complain about.
9: Whenever a lot of times, whenever Republicans r- run, they like to straddle the fence so they can draw support from both sides. So if you get an opponent that's far to the right, if you're more in the middle, you might be able to draw from both sides and get well, who likes it? that kind of person. I don't
3: know, but Arkansas is the, is one of the most heavily armed states in America. So you would think, once again, that the whole gun rights debate that there would be no debate. Republicans are in control. This is a heavily armed state, so why are we but having this discussion the, the,
2: the temptation to do like like what rd was saying who likes that kind of person who likes the person who just kind of wishy-washy and squishy in their okay, ideas Okay, so
1: here's here's what i will suggest i saw it happen uh when they were trying to pass a uh, and i wanted to see it passed your ability to work wherever you wanted to mm-hmm. in indiana uh for years they didn't have that you had to if you If you were in a unionized shop you had to join the union. Well finally we got a right to work law passed in Indiana in the last five years. Here's what happened. They were it looked like it was going to pass back in nineteen ninety three, I think it was. Every union showed up when the vote came down. And they made all kinds of noise in the Capitol screaming, banging Sneakiest pots wheel. and all. Yeah, yeah. And and guess what? It failed miserably. If they want to pass open carry and uh, you know, concealed carry and you can do it, have uh have the patriots of 746 show up here with all 17,000 members. So there you go. That's all it takes. I'm just telling you, that's all right. it will take.
3: You're right. And, and uh, there was a crowd this morning with just, just very little notice. I mean, there was a large crowd this morning for constitutional carry. And it's, I think this is the second and, and I, I heard, that, I, I was told that legislators were complaining. I am getting, these people, are, people are calling me. I mean, people are actually calling me that's and they're the mad key. about this. They're trying to get, so, you know, they, they, they are going to respond. The pressure from the people, the electorate, is what gets things done. So, yeah. and I, I am. All, I am sensing. Tell me if I'm wrong. These Paul. Halls. Am I not sensing and feeling a movement of people in this state? Period. Okay. It's getting more engaged with their government.
1: Answer that question when we come back, because we got to get a break in. Let's do the break, and then we'll uh, spend the last half hour discussing that. If, if you, if, if you would fill the halls of the Capitol, making noise for or against a particular piece of legislation, it will be, I will make it 99% that whatever you want, you get. All right, let's get back to the uh, the final half hour of our power panel today on the uh, third floor of the uh, state capitol on the House side. And you had brought up a point that you made, and you were going to answer the question that so, so, I held you up. So you were a- asking whether or
2: not... I thought we were maybe getting some a little bit of awakening Is that what you're are,
3: are you not sensing more citizen engagement I, I, hope, with so.
2: I hope so I hope so I've I've been coming down here for maybe 10 years now mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly and I don't know I mean we've we've had had people come down on uh, for different issues um, you know the left is pretty good at getting their people out mm-hmm. we we've got um, over the years i I've, I've seen them get their um
3: because they learned the, that lesson that this three years we are
2: they're baby killers uh, supporters coming out and um, so the left has been pretty good at that for a while those uh, kind of more who, who who appreciate life and liberty mm-hmm.
3: They're getting more concerned about uh, their country, and they're getting more concerned about the state. Maybe so. so. So,
2: when I first started coming down here, the, the Tea Party movement was kind of strong, mm-hmm. and so tea some, party of those, activists were some of those people were, were pretty active yes. for a while, and then it's kind of petered off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I'm going to say it's probably a little less active than it was. Um, when it kind of first started, like when David Meeks and Steve well, was Meeks just first this little flow. Elected. That
3: was an upsurge. But what I'm talking about is, I just know that two years ago, when Senator Linda Collins Smith called me to come up here and testify mm-hmm. on a gun rights, there bill... there wasn't a whole lot of people was, around. There was, it was me, it was, uh, was one there, or two other people, um, and, not activists. Yeah, no, and, and it's still there. Today, I didn't even have to speak. It was right. a room full of citizens, and then citizens right. standing outside the doors who couldn't even get in.
2: Right, right, right. And so there's, there's. When you have kind of a, a, a special vote going on, then some people will show up. Mm-hmm. but just kind of the everyday legislative session, there still are not very many people out here that are that are watchdogging theres a, there's a, a lot of lobbyists mm-hmm. that hang out, but as far as the the unpaid people that are that are not a, a corporate um, What's well, hardest down or, top of
3: everything that's being filed. Do you know how many bills have been filed this session? Do you know? Uh, I,
2: or- I, I don't know. I, I try to get my eyes on every first one first two around.
1: weeks, three hundred and fifty.
2: I, I try to get my eyes on every one of the bills that come come along. Um, I'll probably miss a few, but it's it, it is a bunch. It is, to, just, and, I, and our last titles. year it
3: was like 1,100, it was something, one Two session.
2: years ago, it was no, a little yeah. over 2,000. I, I think the typical session is a couple thousand, I think.
3: Okay, so yeah. is that why we only have a session every other year instead of every year, so that we don't have 2,000 new laws coming
8: down
2: the it's So a lot of times, it's not necessarily 2,000 new laws, but they're tweaking laws. They'll change them a little bit here and there. And so sometimes a bill might be 40 pages long, but they've only added 50 words to it or Wouldn't something? Wouldn't it be the nature. coolest
3: thing, though, if our legislators came to session and said, I'm going to focus on repealing. Yeah, let's I'm delete, coming, I'm delete, going to repeal delete, at delete, least delete. five this let's, let's, year. Let's each, have, each legislator Can we
2: delete that. 50 pages of code of, 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 of human rights violations, if you will? Wouldn't that be amazing? And and, that, and that's what I'm trying to find some legislators to actually deal with, do with the gun laws in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We don't need... Just so, repeal we, them. Yeah, we don't we don't need so much law, so much in the way of of... Of new code. We need more in the way of, let's delete them. And but you know why? We never get up. to that
3: point because we've got over 30,000 gun control laws in America on the books in America. Over 30,000. Now let that sink in. Our objective, and I say our national Second Amendment advocates, our objective is let's start repealing those, some of right. those. Let's just start peeling mm-hmm. off some of those infringements. But we can never get to that point because we're constantly having to battle new ones they're trying to place yeah. on us. So it's, you know, it's a it's a constant battle that we shouldn't and, 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 and be fighting. And we've just fighting.
2: got. It seems like we have Republicans that are afraid to to push for big things. I've got a friend up in Missouri, and some of the stuff they push is like, wow, we could never get a Republican to even file a bill for that. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, and and, and but. And like like with the Firearms Freedom Act, where they're actually telling federal agents, you cannot enforce that here because no. we will arrest you. Exactly. I like yeah. that. Why, why are we not doing that sort of thing here in Arkansas? We're telling, telling Some federal people, officials, you cannot violate the, the rights of the citizens of Arkansas. We won't let you do
3: it. And if you do, you'll be arrested. That is a reasonable thing to say. But, you know, the, the, I never thought that we would see the convention state of states come as close as it's coming now. I mean, that's voting being, being voted on, what, Wednesday? Yeah, I think it's probably going to yeah. I think people, the, the whole state's right. And the people are getting just fed up with their federal government. They're just fed
9: up. I, I hope people will are, are waking up. I, I, well, they better pay attention to their state government, to the state government, yeah, what do and we do your about county. That? Uh, yeah, your state government. I mean, all government. Yeah, all government is an appointment. And to your point that you were talking about, Paul, uh, we did, while I was on the Quorum Court in Lono County, pass a law that said that that uh, that anyone come into our county and infringe on our rights of our Second Amendment, that we, that we would not support those. Them, and we would job. stand to get on some. Right, the sheriff's department would stand against mm-hmm. them. So we, d- you can work on these same issues in your counties and in right, your cities. You know, and, and they are quorum court members that I'm being contacted by that they are listening and thinking, "Hey, we need to start local and work our way up." Don't look yet, all the way to Washington the, and expect them to solve our problems. The
3: biggest argument today on the constitutional carry came from a law enforcement agency. From was it a sheriff? Do you remember was, the guy? The sheriff
9: name? was testifying.
3: Yeah. He was he, he, he wanted to tell ta- he he said that the whole TAF ruling in the TAF thing. the TAF ruling was a, a drug case, not a gun case. Well I don't care what case it was, it was, f- it was very specific. The, the Court of Appeals in the state was very specific about in several sentences related to guns and gun rights. And so regardless of what kind of case you call it, right. the the information was there and it's solid. It was a multifaceted case, and so from what I heard of his testimony, apparently we, you
2: had a case with it was it had Fourth Amendment issues mm-hmm. It had, had had gun gun right issues, and so we had a guy that the police saw him. He's carrying a gun there, and we're he's carrying a gun and he's, car- he's carrying it concealed. Therefore, we'll, we're pulling him over because of that. that that's from what I, from what I understand. That was from from his testimony and maybe some others information, and so their their justification for turning their blue lights on and basically stopping the guy was erroneous. He, he's, he's carrying a gun concealed and he doesn't have the right to do it. It was therefore, erroneous. We, therefore mm-hmm. we, we have used the Cayman headache crack behind her.
1: Yeah, the, you know, well, you
2: don't well, have the, the, don't have the, the right to fact, stop somebody just you can't because they even blue they had light.
3: It. It, this the right. Arkansas That's Court of correct. Appeals said blue lighting is a form of seizure and it you is. can't it seizure is. without probable cause. Right. And so carrying so a gun is not probable so cause. So that that was that was the thing is that so
2: he was he was doing something that that they seemed to think they could argue was illegal. Therefore we have probable cause to pull him over and no you can't pull him over you can't turn your blue lights on like you're going to stop him or seize his person which is kind of the, the official terminology and, and since they didn't have the authority to to seize his person by turning the blue lights on and making him stop therefore everything else they did was illegal essentially because mm-hmm. they 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 started they made their contact illegally now they could have just gone up and just drove up beside them, and say, "Hey, how you doing?" and and chat with it. That would have been okay. But when they turn their lights on, that's a form of it, seizing. It's a it's a show of force. Mm-hmm.
3: Now well, let me just say this: You watch, mark my word. Today we had a law enforcement official speaking out against the constitutional carry resolution, speaking out against the constitutional rights that are already law in this state. You watch with the stand your ground legislation, and it's actually I think they're calling it self defense legislation. Right. It is the sheriff's association. It is the Law enforcement watch and see if they don't show up and speak out against this. Oh,
2: they probably will. They're both they're both officially opposed to it, as I understand. I uh-huh. talked to both, well. of the, both of those associations yesterday. We had a decent discussion, but and they're, based
3: on what? What is well, their so? Is, so
2: one of their arguments is well, we don't ever it's, <clears throat> there's there's no cases, and they're right. There are no cases where it's, or anyone's ever been prosecuted that I'm aware of, and there and that they're aware of where someone has been prosecuted. So, do we get a
3: flu shot before we get the flu, or after mm. we get the
2: flu? D- Depends on which government's giving it to you. But, mm-hmm. the, uh, but the, um, the, the, the fact is, it's, it's not an issue so much.
3: Until it becomes an issue, and it shouldn't be an a, it's issue. It's a principal
2: in this state. issue. The fact that the law is on the books is somewhat embarrassing for justice, I, I think, is kind of where we're at. The fact is that there's probably none of us will ever come to a situation where, where we would be prosecuted because that law is on the books. But I still think it's a principal issue to get it off the books because the law is wrong. It, it's just it just is. Trust us. Trust us. Just trust us. Just trust yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And so, 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 to me, is it's it's one of those things that that the, the law itself needs to be deleted because because the law is wrong. But it's not a law that's actually putting people in jail at the moment. But it might be a law that's scaring people out of exercising their rights.
3: And, so and sometimes, and I can tell you as an instructor. A moment's hesitation I can mean. cost you your life. Right. And there are right. people who can't retreat. There are people who right. cannot retreat. Right. I mean, I'm I'm getting older. I can't run the way I used to. I mean, right. Dave, he couldn't run at all. So <laughs> somebody comes after him, he's just got to pull a gun and shoot. <laughs> So you know, and
1: that's exactly what I would have done, even if I could run. <laughs> well,
3: and that, and, that, and, that's, and that's part of
2: Sometimes
1: the Sometimes it's not safe.
2: If and you don't uh, turn your back. Yeah, and that, and that's, and exactly that's part right. of the issue. And so, and, and so they would, they would. I think they would agree that well, there's never been a case where we've actually prosecuted anybody because they didn't flee. And so there's really no reason to have the have the law in the books for that reason. And so one of the things that they actually said to me is that they will use that statute as a way to. Um, to clear people they say well could you have fled in safety and they say no well oh, okay you're clear that's one of the things they said They said that they like about the law, mm-hmm. but w- what if I you know, said no?
3: Do you, do you remember the case of the off-duty officer here in Little Rock? Don't be honest. He was at the Rave movie theater. Mm-hmm. He and his wife were going there for their anniversary, and he was carrying concealed, right. going into the theater, and uh, a bunch of gangbangers came by, started right. opening fire on the parking lot. Ah. He shoved his wife toward the doors of the theater. He got hit in the hip, and right. as he's going down, he turns around, pulls his gun, and just fires a shot in the direction of the assailants. Okay. He, at the scene, he was heralded as a hero right. by police and it, it, the media. Oh, look, this guy probably saved lives. No telling you how many people they, they would have killed had he mm-hmm. not returned fire. He didn't hit anyone, didn't okay. shoot anyone. But one bullet, one round, in defense of his life and the lives of all those people there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? He was taken into his gun was confiscated. He was treated like a criminal, mm-hmm. and for six months of his life, he was he was scared to death because the city police department told him, "We're going to have to charge you with something. We may just charge you with illegal just." Charge of a weapon in the city limits, and he came to me for help because he said, "I, if this is not a clear case of justification for use of force with a gun, if I have been hit with a bullet and I, I am simply turning around, in fact, <laughs> yeah, so even regardless of what the laws are, you're always going to have law enforcement or prosecutors somewhere who are going to try to spin things around." So I just tell my students, look, regardless of what the law says or doesn't say. If your life is truly on the line, I promise you, that's the last thing you're going to be worried about, and you just need to do what you need to do to save lives. And you,
2: and you actually helped that guy out, didn't you?
3: I did help him. I yeah. had to call the city police department. I talked to that officer specifically and I said this is about to be a national news story. I want to know from you. I want to hear you tell me that, the, that it is the position of the Little Rock Police Department that if somebody is, gangbangers are firing at you, that you do not have a right to turn around and fire one shot in self-defense without being charged with a felony crime. If that is your agency's position, I want to know that now because I'm taking this national. Because the people in this state need to know. He And then he said, well, actually we, we, we're, we're going to turn it over to the prosecuting attorney's office. So then I Call the prosecutor in that case it just Larry got Jagley, kind of, huh? got, he had been shoved under a pile of papers because it wasn't pressing but here this citizen for six months of his life mm-hmm. he thinks his life is over he's lost right. his gun he thinks he's going to be charged with a felony so we shouldn't be sweating these kinds of things yep. uh that's my point
9: and they wonder why we don't trust them All right, let's take a break. Going to
1: get our final break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Since I've got RD here, let's talk about Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I can't speak enough about uh, uh, RD and all the great work that they do. doesn't matter how big the part or how small the part, you can help people out.
9: Yeah, we do everything from antennas to radios. Yeah, to, I still sure got
1: to get my antenna from. Yeah, I've
9: got I've got it at the business, so I've got I'll uh, I'll get it to you. So whenever we buy a totaled out car, uh, it has every part on it that it had. The only parts that are damaged are the ones that were damaged in that accident. So we have every part on a car. So uh, there's no dealer items to us. We get every part when we get it. And uh, all the parts were working well when it was running down the road. So we retest them and, and put them in a computer and and, and uh, deliver them all over the state. And they work.
1: And I've got, let's see, i bought two engines, a uh, transmission, and I'm getting ready to buy an antenna, and I bought a rear chair light. So uh, I've been uh, using you because it's a lot cheaper to fix your car this way than to one go out and buy a new car or two to get
9: oem car uh, parts hey the best time to drive the car is when you're not making payments on it so we try to give people an option to keep their car running without having to buy full insurance and and uh, and make a car payment so you can put that in savings the car is not the best investment you can make
1: best thing that you got to know about is that not only well, uh, Sonny's get you to part,
9: but they'll put it in for you. Yeah, we install all major components on a car, and we offer labor warranty, and we offer one, two, and three-year part warranty. So we'll give you a better warranty than the dealer will, unlimited mileage, and we'll be have the price.
1: All right, that is Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. The number to call, you talk to... All right, here you can talk to one of his associates, 982-7451, 982-7451. All right, one of my favorite people has just bellied up to the bar. Good. Ready to be part of the show again. Okay. Julie Mayberry? All right. Julie so Mayberry so is here. I
12: hope I stay on your good side. Well, you're on my good <laughs> side.
1: You've always been on my good side. Andy only got, and I only got swords crossed one time, and that's yeah. because I think he was led wrong by Ed Garner. That's right. you know, <laughs> it's anyway, so <his> <laughs> anyway, tell us what's coming up.
12: Um, well, in Education Committee today, we passed a bill um, out of committee, and it'll go to the House floor on, on Thursday, and hope that we have your support uh, on it. But it's a commonly referred to as Stop the Bleed. And basically, um, what this is, is it's going to be training our youth from high school, and they're already, the class that they're already taking, they already have to take a health class. Um, and in that class, Right now, they have to learn CPR. Mm -hmm. Now they will learn Stop the Bleed, basically teaching them that if someone is bleeding profusely, what you can do to stop that bleed and basically save their life.
1: So applying pressure until you say that. Yes. Yes.
12: Using some type of tourniquet. You know, We have these kits that are designed to to give you exactly what you need, but I think what most people need to take away from this is it it can be anything. Mm -hmm. Um, This summer, I was with a very good friend of mine um, named Christy Summerhill, and she got a a phone call from her son, Luke, and her son was screaming on the phone. I could hear him on the phone. He was out in the woods with his granddaddy, and they were chopping down trees, and Uh-oh. he had a chainsaw, and the chainsaw kind of got away and chopped his leg, about a 10-inch gash, uh, all the way down the leg, and then all the way to the bone. Mm-hmm. And luckily, his granddaddy had training in the army and knew to grab the belt and wrap it around the leg. Right. Because where we are, it's pretty rural, and it's right. going to take a long time to get... Or you cut um, a major
2: artery, you can bleed yeah. out really fast.
12: Yes. So it took a long time to mm-hmm. you know, get ambulance there, and it possibly saved his life. So, yeah. so, so. Um, uh, something you... C- every single one mm-hmm. of us can... Can use. Yeah, so
2: of all the crazy things that public schools teach kids, it sounds like something this could actually be useful in their lives because it's it's useful knowledge. It's it's not politically based, it's you're not you're not brainwashing kids with some socialist garbage. This is sounds like it's actual useful knowledge it might save someone's life it's a pro-life right. bill
12: it is a pro-life bill yes we are saving <laughs> I, you know i love those pro-life bills and i can relate just about every good bill back to that um cool. but but yes it, it, it definitely is um so luckily we have had some great people around our state that are already doing lots of mm-hmm. training um i want to thank clayton goddard who he's a major with the special operations um with mems and also dr marlon doussey who sat with me and testified mm-hmm. dr doussey is a er doc yeah and so he sees those situations when people don't get those tourniquets and and what happens. And they have been going around the state. They have been training school nurses around the state on how to then teach faculty. So they have been working with teachers and the school districts and um, you know actively teaching this uh, program. And it's only fitting that now we try to take it to the students. So, so are they absolutely? Of, so are they
2: are they kind of keeping in stock those um, zip tie tourniquets? Are you familiar with those?
12: So so there is a, an actual. Stop the bleed kit that we are trying to get every school district to have. And most of them have these uh, kits. Um, and there are grants that can help a school district if they don't have it um, to get that kit. But again, anything. Anything can anything. be used. Right. I mean some, these cords in front of us. Right. Anything.
2: If you've got someone with a major bleed, if you've got a major artery cut, especially on a leg or, or even an arm, some cases, you've got major arteries the femoral artery it's in your thigh and or if on your arm you've got a, a major artery on the inside of your arm if you've got a major major Cut down below that, you need to stop the bleeding because they will bleed out very fast. We've mm-hmm. got a major in anything, like she said.
1: Okay, so this is coming up Thursday, right?
2: On
12: the it, floor? On the House floor, yes. Okay. And then we'll go over to the Senate.
1: All right, so just vote yes on this and carry your vote over to freedom of speech and vote yes. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Roll the vote. Sounds
12: great. <laughs> you know I'm for it.
1: We appreciate you coming by and talking to thank us. Thank you. We're out of time. I'm sorry. Thank
12: you. That's okay.
1: All right. RD, thanks for coming. Paul, nice thank you for yes, coming. Sir. Jan, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. you. And let's take a break, and the Bible guys are up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride. It's been a good show today. The first three uh, hours has been intense. We've had somebody on every half hour. We've covered a lot of different uh, subjects today. Uh, One thing that I'm proud of this show is that we have been adamantly pro-life on this show from its inception. And more than ever, it's time to be pro-life here in the state of Arkansas. I want to thank uh, Senator Jason Rapert for getting that trigger bill uh, passed here in the state legislature. It uh, should be uh, going to be uh, signed by the governor. But it's it, it just, I should have known what was coming because I read Francis Schaefer back in 1973. You guys ever read Whatever Whatever Happened to the, the Human Race? <laughs> Got to read it. He wrote it and said, I believe Francis Schaeffer was a prophet. All right? And I'll argue the point with people. He was a Christian philosopher. And uh, basically, what he said is after Roe v. Wade, after you went ahead and made the killing of the unborn okay and justified. All right. That the next thing that would happen is they'd start killing babies. And then they'd start killing old people. Because everybody doesn't understand that abortion is nothing more than picking a specific point in a timeline of human development and ending a life. Right. That's all that, they don't. They don't understand that. So if if they can stop it at three weeks of life and say sure. you can kill a kid, it's okay. Uh, if they can wait until six months. Or if they can wait up until the moment that they are ready to crown the womb and and breathe air, you know. Or if they're born and maybe they're down syndrome and uh, you can kill them after that. And you can just go on and on. Just Mm -hmm. pick a place. Because that's exactly all it is. It's a stage of human development. There's no denying that we're talking life here. We're talking a human being. Right, right. You're not going to give... You know, birth to a cucumber or a puppy. Although, if you did have a puppy, it probably would have more protection than an unborn baby does. Mm-hmm. But the bo- bottom line is, is, Francis Schaefer understood where we were going, and we are there. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are there now. Today, you guys are going to freak. I, uh, I don't know if it got to me yet or not, but I got a piece of, of video and audio. From uh, the meeting today, de- dealing with the trigger, this trigger law. And a woman uh, was testifying, and I don't know if it was the lady that actually did it or if it was a, a story that she had of somebody who made this decision. Right. But a woman was uh, in poverty. And she decided, you know, these are the exact words, she decided to send the child back to God. Instead of the child being brought up in poverty. Yeah. Now, my statement would have been, why didn't she send herself back right, to God? There you go. But the bottom line is, think about that for a moment. All I right. just want people to think about that for a moment. That's how morally bankrupt this country has become now. Right. Yeah. It's sad. It's And the church is sadly silent. Yeah.
10: Absolutely silent silent about this yeah if there's one thing that we should um, really be screaming about would be this yeah you know one of the things that i grew up in an era uh, i say church mentality and, and i heard this a lot we heard a lot of hellfire and brimstone about you know certain things but we never really looked at the maybe condition or cause uh that well i'll say it this way it, things about sexual immorality and homosexuality and those kind of things, we never really talked about the psychology behind that stuff. And what I mean by that is, um, I think it's um, Dr. Dobson had had a piece on where he talked about how he said let 's have an honest discussion about uh, sexual immorality and homosexuality and that kind of stuff and he he cited something like ninety percent of um, people who end up in that that environment is because of something that happened to them sure and okay. and and he said but we can and we that we can show through you know um, abuse or something else that kind of planted a seed in them in their mind." And and so then they kind of led that lifestyle. But then he said, "We can have an honest debate about this other ten percent." So I'm saying this because we would scream and holler about behavior and conduct back in those days with no love. Well, murdering children is far different than a behavior, mm-hmm. right. you know, that um, can be learned, that can be taught, or as a result of neglect or abuse or something like that. Uh, that's that's something else. But we, if there's ever a thing that we should be just. Appalled that we should be upset, we should be in tears about this. This is it, because of what's happening. And I had this debate with a with a guy that I work with who, who's Jewish, and and he holds uh, kind of the rabbinic view, which is um, abortion is okay prior to forty days after the fortieth day. Quickening. Then, right. It's no longer allowed according to the Jewish law after the fortieth day. And I and he said because it's just a blob of tissue, it's not life. And I said, you know, I said I seem to remember some people that identified your people. As not life, mm-hmm. not human, and they justified an entire slaughter. I said, right. So I'm saying all this to make your point, which is when do we define life? That's correct. And we can change it at any time, whenever the culture wants to change it. That's right. And now it's well, it's on the table. So it's, it's not really viable, even though it looks like a baby. We've adjusted it that much more. But let's 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 be humane
1: about it let's cover make it, it up comfortable let's right. make it comfortable with a with a blanket so it's not feeling cold as we starve it to death yeah
13: right. it, and the problem with the church um is a problem we talk about a lot here um the fact that the church centuries ago gave up our underlying core beliefs that the old testament that the law of god formed our moral position Mm -hmm. and as a result we live in a day and age where the church um can't point to something and say this is what we believe because to do that they would have to point to the old testament even when you point to the new testament says what the new testament says that comes right straight out of the old testament Testament. right that's exactly so they can't do that and as a result um they have to stand up and talk about how they feel about things and what they believe it means instead of going it, it, as Christ did, it is written. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to say, it is written, thou shalt not. Um, if we could still do that, but you can't in the modern
10: uh, Christian culture because the modern Christian culture has abandoned that position. Right. And we've accepted, which is further my point about how we were back in the day, is we judged instead of loved. Absolutely. And, and, be, and because we went so far to the other way with love, we no longer want to—we think it's loving to not judge. To not judge. When, in fact, it's actually the opposite. And you can use the the story of Ezekiel and the watchman. And if you see somebody doing something and you do not alert them to the event, then you, their blood is actually upon your hands. And so if you don't tell a brother or a sister that they're actually doing something that's contrary to the Scripture, you actually hate them. Right. That's the way the Bible describes it, because you're not, you're not judging them saying, you dirty, rotten center. You're saying, hey— God wants more for you than what you're doing and how you're walking, and that's in love, not self righteousness. But in love, that you want to see them rise to what it is that God has for them.
1: And you know, and I understood. Look, my pastor did a nice job after New York. We drop off. We're back.
10: You no, know, I think we're probably still playing music.
1: So anyway, we had the the whole problem with the decision that you can kill a child. Quote that meets the decision or the definition of life right it's a human being now but still it's okay now to kill it we've made a a, a very large leap here this is a big big leap and spiritually i felt really sad mm-hmm. yeah yeah my heart broke when that happened because i You better understand what this means. Well, Satan has always
13: won by inches, right? So originally it was first trimester. Uh, Only if it's during the first trimester. If you get past that, it's too late. That's life. And then it was, well, second trimester. And now it's third trimester up to delivery. What happens when it's fourth, fifth, and sixth trimester? And by the way, we're now talking about a nine-month-old child. I mean, it's a number we're moving around, right? It's, I told you. We are losing by inches. We are losing by inches. And if we do not find our moral backbone, if we are not willing to plant our heels and say, no more, and as a matter of fact, it's time to, to push this back, um, we're going to find ourselves in a position we cannot defend. We
10: lost. It's because we lost the the battle of words. Yeah. We allow the debate to go from... Uh, An abortion, a woman's right to choose to have an abortion. And it has gone from that to then they're anti-choice because they're not allowed to be pro-life. They're anti-choice. Now they're against a woman's health. Right. And so we, we don't because we don't talk about what it is. And it really has to be, if you want to say choice, uh, no, it's a matter of your choosing to kill a child. That's right. really what the choice is about. And, and we've lost that because we're not allowed to use the words. Even the people on the right, the politicians on the right, won't say that. Well, that's too harsh. But it's reality. It's what's happening. So now we've allowed them to go, well, you're just against a, a woman's uh, health choice, her her uh, birth control. Well, we're you know, we're not talking about the issue here. And because we've lost that debate we've lost the use of words we're losing the battle here's the other battle we've lost
1: and it it's a problem within the church and that is as my pastor said we look at this and we think about killing an unborn child or a just born child and we condemn it but how are we responding to the woman Mm -hmm. who found herself in a position that she was in a state of confusion about and the church did nothing to help yep I mean, uh, when this is back in the 80s when I first got started in the pro-life movement. I used to have a, a three-bedroom house, and I had one bedroom that I didn't have any kids in or anything. I had a kind of little office that I had. So what I did is I I made it not into an office. I made it into a room, and we would take in teenage girls who found themselves pregnant who had been thrown out of their right. homes because she was she was pregnant, right. you know? and uh, we would let her have time to to go to the doctor and have the child and we would take care of her for a couple of more weeks and then it was the point of where does the help come from then and uh, you know that's where the church has got to step up
8: man. Yeah.
10: yeah that, church has got that to step is where up. we as the church have failed And the next year when they have the right to life march out here and and they should show a hands how many people here would love to see abortion in and everybody would raise their hand now keep your hands in the air if you're willing to adopt one of these children mm-hmm. that are now going to be brought to term and see how many hands fall down that's our job pure and undefiled religion is taking care of the fatherless and the orphan and the widow that's what that's what james i think says i
1: mean we can and we do failed, it failed in the orphanages and all kinds of we can do it that way i sure, mean sure. it doesn't have to be uh, a single individual
10: way. It can be a corporate But it's also thing, not the church. state's job. That's I agree our, with that's you wholeheartedly. Heartily. We have failed. I'm with you and on I'm that. And point- I'm looking at myself right now. We have failed.
1: All right. 20 minutes after 5, the Bible guys are here. you got a question, 823-0965. 823-0965. I wasn't even meaning to talk about that. It just popped up. So look, Holy Spirit One, Dave Ellswick, nothing. <laughs> Back with more here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. You can learn the little known strategies that can help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes with a free tax reduction analysis. I was having lunch today, talking to a friend, telling them that I was getting my Social Security going, getting the Medicare all taken care of. It's kind of a walk in the dark, and not a walk in the park. It's a walk in the dark. It's hard to get all the necessary information you need to do the things you're supposed to, And uh, a lot of us have put money in 401Ks and IRAs and some Social Security things. And, you know, you want to make sure that when you get taxed, you're not going to get, you know, just totally destroyed by the federal government. Here's – let me just give you an example. Uh, You're going to get this kind of information from David. But let's say you're putting your money in a 401K. So you're deferring the taxes right now. And they'll start taking the taxes away from you when you start drawing from it, maybe 30 years from now. Let's figure, say that. At least by the time you hit 70 years old. But what if the tax rate, when you hit 70, has been raised to 20%? And the money that you put away, that they told you, well, you don't have to pay taxes on it now, was only 7%. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're gonna take a big hit when you start taking that money out of your 401k. Unless you get a Roth IRA, which they're gonna take the taxes out now mm. and perhaps uh, then they're gonna hit you when you get older and uh, they can't touch you when you're 70 years old. You might wanna change some of those things and that's what a tax reduction analysis is. Money's cheap right now because the you know your interest rates are so low. As you've been hearing the Democrats talk, it won't be that way for a whole lot much longer, probably. So you need to get this tax reduction analysis done, and it literally can save you tens of thousands of dollars when you get to retirement age. Find out how you can do this. Be one of the first 10 callers right now. 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. And all you got to do is make some changes, maybe... Take your 401k, pull the money out, and then put it back in as a Roth. Pay the the taxes now and know that later you won't have to pay the taxes. And maybe you'll pay 9% right now, but 30 years from now you're going to pay... 28 percent or, or 70 if somebody or 70. gets their way that's right or 70 <laughs> percent think how much money is on the line you've got to think that way david lucas will help you out and help you see clearly what you need to do all right 26 minutes after five bible guys are here you got a question eight two three oh nine six five eight two three oh nine six five and we'll uh we'll take your questions here uh, on the show you'll call in you'll talk to russ Russ, i uh, uh, get you set up and he'll text me and then i'll answer and put you on the air and you can talk to the two guys that are sitting here right now with me on the third floor of the state capitol on the house side so we've been talking a little bit about abortion uh talking you know where where has the church failed and will the church ever wake up and do what it's supposed to do you're right. It, it says time and time again we're supposed to take care of the widower right.
10: and the orphan, it, and we don't. We've, we've, that's we expect one of the, the government to take care of we it. We do, and that's, that's one of the fails from, from us stepping back and allowing those different things to happen when we were the ones that were supposed to take the people and to put them in. We were, put them in the inn. We were the ones that were supposed to be taking care of the kids. And I've, I've often said, and many times I've, I've, uh, when I've preached sermons about um, service— I've often used the example that if the um, Salvation Army, the Red Cross, and those type of organizations were not created 100 years ago, 150 years ago, I wonder how many of them would be created today. Mm, Good question. That because they had that mentality of what it meant to take care of those people. And I I think that um, if if we could ever get that uh, mentality back in, in the church world, that it's not about... Uh, what we can get, but what it is that we're supposed to do to really serve God by serving people and loving people, that's how we could really see a shift and a change. It's not, if if you go to church on Sunday and hear a sermon, but you don't do, go out and apply it, then according from a Hebraic mindset, you know nothing, you learn nothing. Right. And so we, we should be out doing and feeding and taking care of and clothing, getting a Something that
1: I picked up from you guys. What's that? All right looking at a piece of scripture and saying what does that mean to turning it around and what does that mean you should do what should i do right that
13: that, that, what does it mean uh, that has really stuck with absolutely what it means means nothing if it does not impact and affect the way you live your life
1: i mean that's what they say in hebrews isn't it Mm
13: -hmm. i
1: mean that's what they're talking about when they say faith without works is dead right how do you do this scripture
13: how do and, you do this passage?
10: And without – I'd have to go and look at it real quick, but I, I'm willing to bet the context of James', James famous comment about faith without works um, is probably because he's trying to reconcile his Jewish mindset with all these people that are now coming to believe.
8: Mm-hmm. Right?
10: And he's trying to get them to understand the Hebraic mindset, which is, I don't care what you believe, you have to go do it. Right. And the rabbis, they don't – there's not a, a phrase or a discussion about what you believe. They use the term halakha, which means how do you walk it out or how do you do it? And that's what we're missing a lot of is what are we doing? There's a lot of great organizations and ministries that do um, things like that that are taking care of people, but we we need everybody to do it. We don't just need a, full, a few ministries to do it. We need the entire body to do it.
1: All right, news, and then we're back with more of the Bible, guys. All right, so I want to go back because I want to pursue this some more about the church. Um, and, and because of this hyper uh, grace theology that's out there, and we heard a little bit about it, we talked about it last week, we're holding off to come back to it with Andy Stanley because I want Scott to be here and to take part in it as well. The, the question is, is how do we get this mindset to change? Mm. That we're talking about this whole thing about it, as because I'm sure, that, you know, somebody like James would have looked at the Gentiles and went, you got to be kidding me. These right. guys
10: yeah. are crazy. This is well, how do we make this? You know, I, I jokingly say that if Paul could look down and see how everybody was interpreting his letters, he's up there screaming, going, I did not say that. Right. <laughs> That's not what that says. That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's right.
1: Understand that a little bit about my Hebrew you know,
13: right. Well, upbringing. and understand the audience he was writing to, right? I mean, some of those things were very applicable to the people he was writing to, but it did not have a broader context. Mm-hmm. And we want to take those things and generalize them and then extrapolate from them to fit our own life. And it's like, well, you know, okay, I'm not 2,000 years old. I'm not living in the Middle East. I'm not living in a city where worship was going down to the local prostitute and paying her. This is not the culture I live in. So he's not when he's talking about those things he's not addressing me yeah um yeah it's it's bad Uh, and the answer is very much the sorts of things we're doing right now um educating people listening Mm -hmm. listening to people who have got objections because we hear the same objections over and over and over and responding to them intelligently um lovingly lovingly (laughs) and and to all my hr friends out there lovingly (laughs) um with some grace there just because we've we've pulled back from the hyper grace does not mean there's not grace there That's is correct. grace and you That's must right. be graceful grace.
10: to those people and, you know if you go back 40 50 years ago um, this hyper grace mentality did not exist they understood that we were saved by grace through faith but they still expected us to keep Lean the up Ten the Commandments. That's they right. expected to swear into your own hurt. They expected to honor your father and your mother. And though there was an understanding of, or their understanding of how different maybe the the covenants were a little bit, there was still this expectation that you conducted yourself in a godly, biblical fashion. Right. And we've actually done the opposite. So in the '60s, when we had this rebellion rise up against those things, against morality, and the against Jesus God. Movement. So
1: we went- No, no, not the Jesus movement. That was the result of- the free love
10: movement. Right. So as a result of that, and so you look at what happened in uh, the times of Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and, and Amos and all of those guys, when Israel was backsliding, he called them back to repentance. He didn't, they didn't soften the message. Right. And so we somehow got the idea by softening the message that we could bring people back, and it's completely opposite. And so ever since this falling away, that you, if you will, that started in the 60s, we've tend to fallen away from the message as a whole is repentance the kingdom of god is at hand
1: has it not seen doesn't people let me try this again words they're it's, tough it seems yeah it seems to me that the churches who s- stand as ramrod straight as they can about the truth of the bible grow quicker than the ones they get all
10: flabby mm-hmm. and get all easy going i was listening to a sermon the other night um and this guy was talking about restoration and revival and he was giving a statistics and he said the falling away that is happening in america today is falling away in the greasy grace churches yeah the, but the ones that are solid bible base are actually seeing a growth and, be, and because why would you want to
1: follow a biblical not a biblical of a religion because i'm going to tell you right now now you're following religion because you're definitely not walking in a relationship with christ right but if you're following a religion why would you continue to follow it if it's no different than what you get on the other side of the doors when you walk out
10: yep yep that well that's because what's the message we are not sinners saved by a grace we are new creations in christ and so when we over um preach the message sinners saved by grace then what we're saying is come in here and be just as screwed up as you are out there that's yeah. what we're saying that's what we teach sinners saved by grace means instead of saying come in here and be cleansed and be different and be healed and be set free and um, be bound up when your hurts when your when your heart is broken and, and all the things that come with the gospel we just say well we're all in here sinners together then people outside are going with them why do i want to come in there why right. can't
1: people see that in the new in the new testament they say well you know it's not the old testament it's new testament all right but in the new testament every thing that they believed was a result of what they had learned from the old testament so if it's all based on the old testament how can you walk away from the old testament saying that you don't have to yeah you don't have to believe any of that
13: stuff when those guys were walking around when those guys were talking when those guys were teaching and preaching there was no new testament um the only thing they had when they talk about all scripture being profitable he's talking about the law and the prophets yeah, the that's all he's talking about um there is no new testament at that point um but yeah, the, it's just the it's it's the nature of where we're at right i mean people come into the church generally people come to the church they're either coming back to the church cuz they grew up that way or they're coming to the church because they're broken and they come inside and they see people who look different and speak different. And they're like, aha, I'm going to be different. Mm-hmm. So they jump in. They get all fired up. And then in about six months or a year, they suddenly discover that the divorce rate inside the church is about the same as outside. The, the instances of abortions about the same as in the Pornography inside. Rate. Pornography yeah. rates are um, people sleeping around is about the same rates as on the outside. Matter of fact, the statistics are less than a 1% deviation between inside the church and outside the church. And they look around and go, all y'all did was come in and change clothes and change your language nothing I'm not fixed y'all didn't help me get fixed at all and, and then they fall right back away and the problem is now when they're broken again, and they're looking for something to help them get unbroken they don't even think about the church they've already tried that and it didn't help at all so they they try other things and that leads into a path where we get into this weirdness of you know I'm male but identify as female and I wear pink hair but there's a group just like me out there and they accept me however I am and therefore I fit in better there than I do at church um, that's a broken system for, for a for the church to be the least uh, influential thing in the world and honestly we've become one of the least influential things in the world we've because we won't stand influenced. up and open our mouth and take a stand
1: is that not because we say come in because we're this boat that floats and we're gonna you know you can find your salvation here But you get inside and you find there's just as much water inside the boat as there is outside. It's a bathtub. It's It's not a a boat. It's to
10: be a place of healing and deliverance. Uh, It's not just about getting your get out of hell free ticket punched. It's Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. When those people were coming to Jesus, they were coming whether people had infirmities or any kind of other sickness or whatever, or if they were like the the woman. Uh, that broke the alabaster bask and all that other stuff where they said they've got sin and i need healing from it that's what the church is supposed to be and that's what the message that we should be preaching and if you're hungry after god if you're hungry after repentance then there's grace and mercy. But if you think that you can just say His name once, never have a face-to-face encounter, never have a change of heart, never and have spirit, a relationship, never have that relationship, uh, then I'm not sure you understand the whole message. See,
1: yeah. that's that's the whole thing. I, I I ascribe that grace is and that salvation is in. All right, that once you are saved, you're saved. Here's the key: if your life is not showing mm. fruit then you never met the risen Savior, because I just know from personal experience, if you've met the risen Savior, if you've given your life to him, a change happens. Yeah. I'm not saying you become perfect. Nobody yeah. becomes perfect, but the sanctification process, it gets underway. Right. And if it, that's not happening,
13: I think that you better take a long, hard look where you sit. That's right. You know, well, I tell people, you know, I describe it this way. If I show up on my wedding day and I walk to the altar and I say my I do's and I kiss my new bride and I go and I'll see you when one of the other of us gets buried and walk out. It doesn't matter that I stood in. All, we do not have a relationship at all. That's right. Uh, yeah. But that is so much of what Christianity is. It's come in. Say your wedding vow. Uh, it, it, lay yourself bare before the Lord. And then um, things will change when you die and go to heaven. And, and there, there's nothing between the two, and it's like, look, there's there's an entire relationship, there's an entire lifetime to be lived out there, uh, an entire process that God wants us to go through, um, you know, sanctification God, God and God is holiness. standing there
1: with a hammer, a crowbar, <laughs> some nails, new lumber, and all kinds of stuff, and yeah. He wants to get constructing some things. Absolutely. If you don't let Him do that,
10: it's all for naught. Yeah. I mean, it really, is it's all for naught. That's right there should be a visible change it's funny i was talking to my current boss who was actually my old boss when i was a young man known him for over 20 years and (laughs) um (laughs) and we were talking about some i told him how i ran into a friend of mine and how we got saved around the same time and and he goes i remember we were actually in germany and and he goes i remember that trip and uh he goes there was a lot that happened you know between you and him during that period of time and I said, "Yeah," and I said, "Fortunately, most of those guys who knew me prior to September of '96 aren't around anymore." He goes, "I was." <laughs> he goes, "And I remember those stories." And I know yeah. how
1: different you are.
10: Yeah, and that's the point: is uh, he knows something happened. He knows I didn't just get my ticket punched, but there was something that, because I, once I realized that God was in pursuit of me and that salvation was more than that, then I did what, actually what grace means. Uh, It's the Hebrew word chesed, which means an eager and ardent desire in its basic form. And if you want the grace of God, you want him because he has an eager and ardent desire for you, then you need to have that for him. And that's where grace meets not, well, thanks for saving me, I'll see you later, yeah. like the illusion that um, illustration that Billy was using. Yeah, when I get to the pearly gates, uh, right. you know, I may
1: get there with the smell of brimstone on me, yeah. but uh, I'm coming. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, this happened, I know that Zach is a, is a Christ follower, and it was so funny because we were talking about something one day to somebody, I forget who it was, and I made the statement that I had... I had I got tons of apps on my phone. And I got rid of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because Instagram was sending me stuff that I did mm-hmm. not want to see. I didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing came out. Zach said the same thing to me. He says, yeah, I got rid of it too. That, to me, is a perfect example That's right. that sanctification That's right. is ongoing. Yeah. Because there was a time people want to, if women want to send nude pictures to me mm-hmm. please send it double time right <laughs> and right. that's
10: not the way I am yeah. yep. and I mean and that uh, that is such an event that's happening to and, and destroying so many lives and families and uh, you know being out at um, hanging around some I remember when I was still in the military and, and I went out to the plane and um, I'd see some of the young guys you know, young crew chief this one time was hey, just, check this out have it right there on his phone and it was like it's so easy and accessible today and it's just we just don't realize how many families it's destroying and how many young men it's corrupting in in just such a bad way yeah it corrupts your mind it really does you can't totally does there's you just can't unsee things no you can't
1: and And you you, and you you'll begin thinking that's normal that's right yeah and that why isn't your sex life like what how exciting that sex life looks
13: like but really, it goes beyond just sexuality. There are things that, um, you know, I've seen some movies, some horror movies, that sort of thing, that yeah. um, today, as a man who is holier than I was at that time, I really wish I'd never see, I wish I could unsee them. I wish there was some bleach for the brain. Um, I can scrub some of those things out because they affect... My life at the oddest times. sometimes mm-hmm. you know sometimes i'll be thinking about doing something or saying something and, and i'll have this flashback to some movie scene it's like, why, why is that there i mean why why hasn't that gone away
1: that's because so, the brain's a marvelous design it a marvelous, thing. i believe it's thing.
10: psalms 27 somewhere around there where it says i will set no unclean thing before my yeah. eyes mm-hmm. and because and, you can't unsee it you just can't
1: i did like uh pastor said uh, james bennett said it's not the first look it's the second That's one. That's right. Yeah. It's the second one. All right. Take a break. It's uh, about 12 minutes until 6, zero nine six five. If you got a question, if you're watching on uh, Facebook, you can fire off questions to us there. I'll ask Zach to look at uh, that and see if there's any questions that you want to send to us. But uh, we'll try to handle those as well. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We're at the uh, state capitol. Yes, two preachers are here right now on the third floor house side we'll be back with more in a moment all right we've got a question just came uh this was sent to Bible Guys at salemlr.com you're talking about getting saved and not acting like you've changed uh you're changed churches focus on grace so my question is if you get saved but you act like you never were saved do you go to heaven I've always had problems with certain churches that preach once saved, always saved, and they preach you have a one-way ticket to heaven. I talked about this earlier in the show. Uh, Here, uh, let me make one statement to you. The thief on the cross found salvation at that moment with Jesus and was with him Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. All right. right? I would not bet my life on it that I could wait to the last moment though right, right. right. but it can happen sure. there are deathbed confessions okay death you know, not deathbed but you know that you're going to die and, and then you you change
13: but i think those are the exception to yes, the rule yes absolutely and, and i'm i'm going to preface the entire rest of the conversation we have here by saying i do not sit on the white there throne of judgment. I was going to
10: say, say I'm not buddy. on the
1: Bema seat. Okay. I, I agree.
13: I am not the one who has to judge your immortal soul. All I can do is tell you what Scripture says. Right. Now, you were chomping at the bit, so carry on. Oh, no, no. I was actually.
10: You were chomping at the bit to say that very thing? Well, yeah, I was going to start it off because when, you know, the question was like, do you go to heaven? And I was going to say, we don't know that. But yes, based off what the Scripture says, um, I, it, this whole idea of. Um, once saved, always saved comes from this fight and wrestle within the church. That well, if it's not by grace and you can actually do things that will cause you to lose it, well, then therefore it's by works. That's that's the argument. That's really what come up, what comes up with this whole um, argument. How do how do we how do we get how saved? You recon- right. right. Yes. How, yeah. How do you reconcile the fact that if it's something that you can do that can lose it, then it's not by grace? Well, it, it's. It kind of goes like this: If you don't have a heart change, or you step away from it, uh, then it's e- then you can really show very easily in the scripture that you've um, uh, that you've walked away from your faith. But that's different than someone who struggles, and that's the part that we. I always say it this way: um, If you're taking it for granted, then I don't know how you're saved. But if you're struggling, saying, "Oh, I sinned." Uh, uh, Lord, it's not what I want. It's not who I am. Please cleanse me, change me, help me to. That's where the grace of God comes in, but you're not taking it for granted. And that's the difference, and that's what's really kind of evolved us into this, what, the easy, greasy grace mentality. But that's really where that root comes from. Uh, the thing where where Dave was using the thief on the cross, I think you can use that to show a an even a lifelong example of the two different responses. Right. The guy who was saved said remember me when you come into your kingdom the other one basically said well if you are who you say you are then get us all down right and that's that he wasn't sorry for what he did he was a position of faith i believe
13: you are who you said you are right and when you get to
10: your kingdom please remember me that's right and that that's someone who had a heart change even though it was at the last moment and someone who has a heart change will change Someone who does not have a heart change does not desire to change, right? And that's the whole. When we, when we got to look at what it says about the new covenant, it's written upon your heart. There should be something that is a a a um, visual um, uh, transformation. People should be able to see and hear that you are different than you were before you had that face to face encounter, right? And we teach we perhaps teach
13: this a little naively as well um because we we act like the thief got to the cross and this is the first time you ever heard of jesus and this uh, h- history tells us that perhaps as much as 80 mm-hmm. percent of jerusalem believed jesus was the messiah um, this guy is being um, put on a cross in jerusalem this is not the first time he's heard of jesus right. um it he may not have ever made a, a declaration of faith if you will he may not have been a disciple of jesus you did not live in jerusalem at this time and not know who Jesus was um, it just didn't happen you had have been living in a
10: hole somewhere quite possible that as he's up there hanging with the with Jesus and the other guy all of a sudden Psalms 22 jumps into his mind right. and he realized what's going on here absolutely alright
1: so let me bring something up just at the end and we'll talk about it next week ok some this once saved always saved I go back to this this segment of of scripture 2nd Peter two twenty to 22 alright if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our lord and savior jesus christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome they are worse off at the end than they were at Mm. the beginning it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then turned their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them and then 22 of them the proverbs are true a dog returns to his vomit And a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. So what does that tell us? That's right. Let's Walking talk in about righteousness. Next. Let's right. talk about that next week. Right. Sounds good. And we'll tell Scott that we're going to talk about that, and he'll say, "Uh-oh, Ellsworth's <laughs> getting into the deep stuff again." <laughs> All right, we're out of time. We got to get out of here. They tell them they they close up at five o'clock, and they'll arrest us if we don't get out of here by six. We'll take a break. Zach, thanks so much. You did a great job today, keeping us on the air. Thank you to uh, Russ back at the station, and again to our friend Steve and to. Uh, uh, Billy, we thank you very much for being part of thank the Dave Ellswick Show today. We'll take a break. I'll see you two tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show